Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Rev up those fryers, because I am sure hungry for one Greg Hill Show. Broadcasting from beautiful and safe Brighton, Massachusetts. It's go, 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 go time. This is... Who are you? I'm out, Greg. Pleased to meet you. The Greg Hill Morning Show. Tick, tick, boom. Starring... I'm Instagram famous. Come on, man. We go way back. You're damn right we do, Tom. You're a fraud, Greg. Greg Hill. I'll tell you, with this school break, I've uh, entered the world of your stream on YouTube. Uh, You look good, kid. uh, Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Okay. (laughs) Thank you, Derek. Uh, What up, Derek? Hey, hey. Curtis, it's all relative. Yeah, all right. He looks good now. Featuring the original spark of the Pats dynasty. Super Bowl champion Jermaine. Uh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Wiggy. But he still kind of was coaching the same way. He still was riding guys' ass paws. He still was making guys <laughs> feel uncomfortable. Joined by the relationship alpha. Oh, this is going to make me sound stupid, but can't you just buy your own sex doll? Courtney Cox. I have to start with mill and end with onions. <laughs> I was like, you know, a goal of mine maybe in life is to be in a Playboy centerfold. And accompanied by... Look at my booty in these tight pants. You know, can't stuff it in your mouth if you're on the phone. Two big brains behind the glass. Brian Hoyer, the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. Another stroke of sweetness. Curtis and Shine. You were at Larry night? Yeah. My sister taped over that with a diving competition. No. She did? Yeah. Ruined my childhood. Now. Let's get down to business. It's time to party. It's time for the Greg Hill Morning Show. Good morning. Good hello. Morning, everybody. (laughs) Hello. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning, my neighbors. On Boston Sports Original. W-E-E-I. Come on, people. W-E-E-I. When I say Greg Hill and you say show. Greg Hill. Greg Hill. What up, man? How you doing, Wiggy? Hey, I'm good. I'm here. Curtis, good morning. Oh, uh, well, you know what the best part of this show is? Is that the listeners are growing. The, the audience is growing. And the listeners are everywhere. Mm. And we've already got somebody staking out Logan Airport on our behalf. Yes, our our little ball of positivity is on her way to Florida for a few days off. All right. And there is some sort of a 617 texter. Who says there is a douche move ruling required on Santo and Courtney? Is uh, is Santo sitting on the plane with his carry on? No, 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 no. This is a 
I love Santo. You know that. We yeah. love Santo. He's uh-huh. the best. Sweetheart of a guy, a saint, and that's his name, actually, in Italian. But um, I would say that if you're seated at the end of the plane or in the middle of the plane, and as you are boarding, you place your suitcase at the first available overhead bin. Mm. Total uh, de- douche move. And is that what he is alleged? Oh. Is that what he is alleged to have done this morning so, as they boarded the flight to Florida? So mm. Santo and Courtney, who, according to this texture, Courtney looked Courtney look great in her red tracksuit. Uh, <laughs> Santo seated in the middle of the plane, but placed his carry on in row four. Oh, oh boy! So as oh, soon as he boy. got on, he threw it up there. Mm, that Oof. could be. Now, see, I think the carry the the overhead bin. Uh huh. Is supposed to be for the carry-on of those who are seated in the seats below it. Correct. Yes. That is very bothersome right. when somebody is scurrying around mm. trying to jam their oversized luggage into someone else's overhead right. bin. Knowing that they want to get it on the way off the right. plane. They don't yeah. want to carry it all the way down yeah. the aisle is yeah. what they don't want to do. Yeah. And mm. that person's going to board. And he's going to open up the the bin, and there's going to be Santos Luggage. suitcase right, right there. Yeah, because it's much more difficult mm. and cumbersome for that guy upon landing to go backwards, right. mm-hmm. and get in front of people who are just trying to stand up. Right. It's almost impossible. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it seems like a double yeah. douche move that we could be missing here. If he's seated in the middle of the plane, mm-hmm. and then I'm going Courtney uh, investigative sleuthing here, puts it at the front of the plane. Doesn't that mean? He boarded pre before his group was supposed to board. He may have, he may have done. He may have been in Group C and he boarded in Group A. Right, because uh, that, that's also a douche move. Yeah, it uh, seems like if he, he might have claimed military service, right, or maybe even cl- claimed a disability or something to get on that plane early. Wiggy, uh-huh. here's the other thing that some man had enough. I'll never understand. So Courtney told me yesterday she's checking a bag, so she's going to check the the equipment container, the Comrex mm-hmm. as well. Yes. So if Santo is not using the suitcase, why not just check it instead of taking up somebody else's? I understand if mm. nobody's checking a bag, right. then you put it anywhere, right. you land, so you're you, off. You can get, you get out of there quick. But if she's already checking something, What's the you point? might as well check it and provide area in the overhead bin for others. Correct. Yes. All right. Well, obviously we have a lot to get to. Courtney on her way Oof. to southwest Florida where we will be next week. At JetBlue Park, and where, finally, somebody who plays for the Boston Red Sox (laughs) expressed some frustration with ownership. And and yesterday, it was Raphael Devers who spoke up and said, uh, essentially, we have the audio, but uh, essentially that ownership knows exactly what this team needs. And did not in the mm-hmm. offseason go and get it for them. And I, I am delighted that Rafael Devers said what he said yesterday. We can hear it to start the show through a translator. Yeah, we, we, I know what we needed last year. I know what we needed this year. A lot of teams need a lot of players and a lot of additions. Uh, I can't control what I what they do. I just can't control what I do. Just to go out there every every each day to give my hundred percent and try to be my the best version of myself and trying to help my team win. But they need to make an adjustment to help us players to to be in a better position to win. Everybody in this organization wants to win, and we as a player want to win. And I think they need to make an uh, an adjustment to mm-hmm. help us with. I'm not saying that the team is not. It's not okay right now, but they need to be conscious of what what are the weakness and what we need right now. 
This might be maybe the third season in a row where Red Sox players have said at some point, give us the help that we need. Give us give us the pitching that we need or give us the defense that we need so that, that we can win baseball games. And you're going on, I mean, I am I right? The uh, last two seasons with Hein Bloom, especially at trade deadline time, those guys were frustrated and wanted help. Now they're heading into the season and they want help. You know who the big winner today is? Heim Bloom. He got out of here. He was clearly scapegoated. Mm-hmm. Nothing's really shifted. And he can stand and say that, you know what, nobody can win under these circumstances. And the most uh, bothersome component about this week with Red Sox at spring training has been that John Henry arrives and doesn't say a word to the media is like there's this like uh, propaganda photo from Linda of John like signing a helmet. What Red Sox fan today is asking for a John Henry autograph? Uh, and so you have a, an awful, awful start compounded by the absolute disconnect between ownership. That, that may have been a bit of confusion because John heard somebody yell, sign something. John, pay Raffy, pay anybody. <laughs> and he thought he, when they said sign something, he thought they meant a child's helmet. Well, can't they I, also, sign a guy that doesn't cost a ton of money in the, well, in the pitching? Si- uh, and listen, you could sign Jordan Montgomery today. Uh, huh? Like you could sign Does Jordan. Cost Mar- a lot. I, uh, define a lot. In I Major don't know. Baseball. I, I, mean, I mean, what's a lot? You I, haven't spent anything. You actually reduce your payroll. Seventeen so, million dollars less in payroll this year. Ticket prices went up. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Jordan Montgomery wants you know six or seven years, and maybe you don't want to do that. But I go back to this every single time. Why don't you, if you're John Henry, why don't you just tell us what the strategy is? I think that there are a lot of fans who would be okay if John Henry stood up there and said, listen, the rest of the division is really good. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to wait on some of these prospects. We're going to build the farm system for a year, and then we're going to come back and go full throttle next season or whatever. I think th- there would be frustration but at least I think the fans would understand what the direction is. When you don't say anything, all everybody does is talk about how cheap you are and about how you're spread too thin. Well, that would be that would be like showing your hand in poker and throwing your cards you in. You don't have to, Wiggy. When you're playing poker and you have your cards facing uh, outward at the other players, there's no Texas Hold'em no. involved. Like I, they're like everybody knows what they're doing. Right, but they're they're, they, be, they're cheaping out. Yes, they are. But once you throw, I your love hand, getting a card on the river. That's my yeah. favorite. You love the river rat. Yeah, yeah. I'm once more you, of a flop guy. Yeah, you're a flop yeah, guy. You sure are. <laughs> once you throw your hand in, though, and you say, "Okay, we're just waiting for guys," isn't that basically saying, "Well, you know what? That's it for us." Or you say, "We're just lowering our payroll." But I think it was Trevor Story who said. We still feel like we're good enough where we can win. Yeah, I mean, what's he gonna say? Right, like, I, I, Trevor Story is basically a paid paid propagandist as well. Like, I mean, he's a guy who from out of nowhere got 120 million dollars. Hopefully, he has a good year. But you know what? I, I thought of this this morning, Greg. It's an analogy for you and Shime and Wiggy. But do you ever go out? I know the answer to you, but in general, you go out to a nice steakhouse, right? It's not an every night occasion. It's a special event, a graduation, mm-hmm. whatever. And you're with family, and everybody knows it's a, you know, once in a, every several month kind of thing. And there's that 
guy who's like, oh, can we split this? And can, is there is the steak frites enough for two? And, and it's like, no, you're going out. It's a night to celebrate. You know, splurge a bit. Yeah. And, and enjoy the night. The Red Sox management team are sitting here at the table of Abe and Louie's, and they're trying to see if they can get grilled chicken. Yeah, you're the Boston Red Sox. Spend the money uh, to sign anybody. Also, a quick side note for Red Sox ownership and management, what they ought to do when it comes to the interpreter mm-hmm. is that interpreter should be on their payroll, not on Rafi Devers' payroll, so then he could just say the opposite of whatever Devers, <laughs> whatever, whatever Devers says. So, like, when Devers is asked a question, he could just say, yeah, I'm delighted with the roster when it comes to this baseball club. I think no, I can't. I think we're going to be very, very competitive. So All what right. is the mood well, going to be next week? Are we going to get Sam? Are people going to be like, it's- I don't know who we're getting. I, I, I asked Ken. I said, get us everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I'm, I'm hoping that we'll talk to Sam Kennedy. I'm hoping that, well, maybe we'll talk to Theo Epstein while yeah. we're there. Uh, maybe we'll, uh, I'm sure we'll talk to Craig Breslow while we are there. We are there for three days. The Fenway South road shows, if you will, and they begin on Wednesday. But we got a lot to get to. This morning on today's program, and that includes the leads coming up in just about 10 or 15 minutes at 625. And then they said it at 7. That is a quick back and forth on what they said yesterday in sports. And we will discuss the NFL head coach who is apparently going headhunting for Patrick Mahomes this upcoming season. (laughs) That was an interesting one yesterday, and we'll get to that and other things during They Said It at 7. News uh, at 7.30. In Courtney's absence, Shime, you want the news? Do you want that news mantle on you this morning? You know what, Greg? I'd be happy to step up. Okay. I mean. He's got to redeem himself of the last time. Well, last time wasn't bad. What what do you mean? Did he do it all? Yeah. No, maybe he had like a couple. Maybe he had like a couple issues in the beginning. I had one stumble. Uh, <laughs> Courtney has a stumble every day, so I think it's fine. We're yeah, good. You, you notice, it's kind of part of the charm of news. I, I, do you notice how uh, King Vocabulary over here always, right. always remembers the mistakes of others? He also that's... criticizes me, and he would never even choose to do the, the news. Man, I, I've done the, the news man, before. The man who can't recall a single name of anybody that he's met or that he's no. read about or seen in the no, news I can't do is, that. is now calling you out on, <laughs> when it comes to executing the news. Wiki, do you I want think, to do the news today? No, and I, I told you, my, uh, I got the Black Network news. We've done that before. <laughs> we I did think, one time. Yeah, yes, one time. Wasn't that the Black Twitter news? Yeah, yes. Yeah, so yeah. I give you a little bit more of that. Yeah, but no, that I, I, I'm, I want Shime to redeem himself. He had okay. a couple mistakes right. from last time. All right, Shime, that's what Wiki wants. So I mean, it's, what's all of a sudden now people get sensitive when you point nah, out nobody this? Sen- nobody's sensitive. <laughs> uh, all right, so news at 730. in the business. News at 730, and then ESPN Sean McDonald will join us, as he always does on on Wednesdays at 9 on today's show. But right now, in Courtney's absence, here is Shime and what is trending this first hour. The Rich Keith Show, weeknights starting at 6. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now is brought to you by Shaw's. Your Bruins are out in Edmonton tonight to take on the Oilers as they kick off their West Coast road trip. Puck drop for that one is at 10. The Celtics are off today before they get back into action tomorrow night in Chicago against the Bulls. Patriots great Matthew Slater has officially announced his retirement from the NFL after 16 seasons. And Bill Belichick 
sent a statement to ESPN. Uh, here's a quote for you. Slater deserves every accolade someone could receive. He is a once-in-a-lifetime person mm. and the best core special teams player in NFL history. Okay. Wow, that's that's high praise. Yeah, well, he's 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 the Patriot. Because mm-hmm. Bill has I mean, had a lot of great special teams players. He's, he's Mr. Patriot. That he is. Um, and so, I mean, he deserves it. The guy was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, dep- I don't know where you place the importance of special team players, but um, certainly the way he was from, from a leadership perspective, mm-hmm. That team is going to miss that. Yeah, I think the respect level that everybody had for him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And we've been talking about the Red Sox all morning and Rafael Devers' comments. Well, Alex Cora spoke yesterday to the media as well. And to be honest, he seems very proud of Rafael Devers uh, for speaking up and becoming more comfortable with being a leader of the Boston Red Sox. Well, two things. It's his opinion, and we got to respect that. And second, He's not afraid to talk to you guys. He talked to you guys for 25 minutes, which is awesome, you know. And uh, I like the fact that he sat here and he talked and he was open about it. And, uh, you know, he's not a kid anymore. I know he hates to be called the face of the franchise, but call him the carita of the franchise. (laughs) Uh, That's what we call a cosign. Cosign from Alex Cora. I feel the exact same way that you do, Rafi. Yep. This is just amazing. We all know Cora's gone at the end of the year. This team isn't contending. They're all just, I mean, it is going to be, I hope, at least interesting in in their press conferences how they slam ownership. Yeah. Yeah. What a bizarre start. Of all the crazy starts, it used to be Manny would create a new grandmother that passed away and show up late. And everybody's like, when is Manny arriving? We're on Manny watch. You know, now it's like there is literally nobody here of any consequence. No, I mean, really, there's Devers. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I guess you can include story when it comes to, you know, those who are veterans and, and who have a spot on the ball club. Everybody else is really, I mean, essentially, You're waiting to see. they're trying to get playing time. I yeah. mean, Cassis, I guess, is that job is, is pretty solid, but everybody's not, a wait and see player. Let's wait and see what they are. There's just not a lot of, a lot of star power, but that's okay, Curtis. Maybe they are the this generation's uh, group of idiots. Maybe well, maybe that's who they right. are. The star power arrives on Wednesday morning at JetBlue Park. That's right. Hill the and Jermaine Wiggins. That's right. Are we doing the are we doing the show in the ballpark as we always do? Yeah, I mean, okay. I, I haven't heard anything from Ken, so we're likely just doing it in the radio booth. In the radio booth, okay. I'd like to be out on the field. I mean, I feel like that would oh. be that for for those that are watching the show on Twitch. That'd be pretty cool. Maybe we can home plate behind the pitcher's mound. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously we want to be protected from any errant uh, uh, can of corns that might fly in our direction. Right. All right, uh, Shime. Thank you. Curtis has the weather. Yeah, it is just a heads up. It is going to be spectacular next week in Fort Myers. All right, sunny in the eighties. Nice. Thank goodness for that. Right now here at home, twenty-one degrees outside. Feels like 19, afternoon high, not getting back, not getting out of the 30s, upper 30s and sunny. And trending now is brought to you by Shaw's and Star Market. Bring your super savings on boneless chicken. Today through Thursday, pick up value pack, all natural boneless chicken breast or thighs for only $2.47 a pound. When you use the digital coupon, limit two, Shaw's and Star Market, perfecting the art of fresh. Stumbling through a memory.
Are we going? You see the show? July, I think July 12th at Xfinity. Well, it just so happens that that's my birthday, so you're damn right I'm going to go. Wow, okay. Me and you. I didn't know you were a Dave Matthews guy. I mean, I like I go see anybody. I you know me. I love music. Right. Uh, he also loves so, Counting Crows, so it just I, makes sense yeah. that he would also um, enjoy Dave. I mean, I the, I don't like the extended jams. Like when people go, <laughs> when people, when bands go yeah, that's on, my favorite it, part. Like Fish, ugh, I can't stand like a fourteen minute jam song. All right. Which Dave, they sometimes get into that when they're on the edibles or whatever. But so I, is is the only exception to the rule OAR for you? Yeah, because because they have a crazy hits, game like, of poker is a, yeah, it's like a fifteen minute. Yeah, song. it's like a twenty five minute song. No, okay. you don't like those long long jams. Well, pull up with me on March second. We'll go see Burner Boy at the Garden. Well, I was going to ask if you wanted to, if you and I should take a trip down to Providence tonight. You know who's playing? In who's Pro- playing? Hello to all of our Rhode Island listeners in Providence, on our Providence affiliate. Who? Yeah, <laughs> your favorite band, rock in the rock genre. Hmm. Who's your favorite band currently in the rock genre? You mention them all the time and their new lead singer. Oh, uh, Filipino Journey? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Want to take a quick run down to Providence? Tonight? I can't do it because I, no, I could never do that because then I would feel like I'd be doing Steve Perry disjustice. I oh, could okay. never oh. go against that man. <laughs> really? Never. You don't want to do him dirty? No. Okay. Hell no. I won't even listen to one Filipino Journey song, yeah. period. Okay. Well, how would you know? I mean, the guy sounds exactly like Steve hey, Perry. I don't know. I, I, I get very angry when people mock Steve Perry. Yeah. He'll also but, be at Fenway in the summer. You know what you could do is you could just do what Mrs. Wiggins does. Mm-hmm. Close your eyes and pretend it's somebody nope. else. Oh. <laughs> nope. Hey. Nope. Nope. That, that will not happen. I will have a sign there that says you are not Steve Perry. Uh-huh. I don't know who did it, and obviously you know me, not a huge music guy, but the fact that you can Google whatever concert you went to and immediately have the set list is the coolest thing in the world. It really is. I know that sounds probably like an idiotic take because it's so obvious, but like I just Googled because I saw Dave Matthews in England Mm -hmm. in 98. Oh, you Uh used to live in England? Shepherd's Bush, like 3,000 seat little concert hall. Right. Uh All Americans. It was one of the great, and guess what his final... Uh, encore song was he did a cover of your guy Jimi Hendrix's All Along the Watchtower. Really, oh, such a great version, spectacular. I bet that was okay. great. All right, well, you and I will go to that shine if you want on your birthday. I would love July to. Matt. Courtney is off in Florida for the next couple days. She will return on Monday, and apparently, if she gets her wish. We will launch the first ever bikini cam on Monday on Twitch. <laughs> so um, she's getting uh, inching closer to her life goal, yes. which we learned yesterday was to be a Playboy Center for. Well, it's, Who it, knew? It, it, it Who, will happen because she's not going to allow Ken to set women back on something right. that she I wants either. to really do. I won't either. I do if, not if get Ken, in the way if, of that. If Ken wants to bring his male chauvinist attitude to, to something like this, I won't stand nope, for it. Right. Nope. You were topless. All right, listen, I was top. Well, I had a white T-shirt on when I did my cannonball. but yes. I'm, No, I meant I'm, with Gronk. Oh, yeah, I was topless with Gronk. Right. So if she wants to, if Courtney wants to launch the bikini cam on Monday. Her wish. On Twitch, that's fine with me. And good morning and hello. To those who watch this show every day on Twitch, or maybe it's your first time, you could do that. Just go to Twitch and follow WEEI. You can also watch this show on YouTube. Trying to get my mouse set up over here. Mm, story of your life. Nothing is set up before the show when when uh, Courtney is not here. Uh, this is Matt from Fort Myers, where we will be on Wednesday. Hello, Matt. <laughs> 
Hey, how you doing, guys? What's I good? listen to you all the time. You do great. Thank you so much, Matt. Yeah. Hey, listen, um, I live right down the street from uh, JetBlue Park. Yeah. I moved here a couple of years ago. I just wanted to know, uh, are we able to go in and see the show next week? Uh, I would love it. I don't know what the I, – I will find out for you. I know we're doing an event down there, a pregame on Thursday night, I believe, Curtis. Is that correct? At it's Ore and Iron, Iron and Ore. Yeah, Ore and Iron, I think, in Naples. Yes, O-A-R and Iron. At It's a raw bar. It is at 8850 Founders Square Drive in Naples. So mm-hmm. we will be there, but I will find out for you. The, I mean, if the Red Sox are okay with it, I'm great with it. I'd love to have people come by. So Pull can, up, Matt. Can yeah, I give I'd you? Love to, yeah, I'd love to come in and see you guys. Okay, I'll get you an answer on that, Matt. And thank you very much for. Oh. Do you listen, listen on the app, obviously, or do you stream, or how do you do it? I do it on Odyssey. Okay, awesome. All right. Well, quick reminder yeah. that you can always listen to the show on the Odyssey app. Just download it, and then you can listen to us from anywhere. Or you can even go back if you missed anything. Like for instance. Derek White of the Celtics, who was on this show yesterday, made a little bit of news, which was interesting to me. Um, I guess uh, I, I, I think some had known that Jason Tatum had a little bit of a, a, a team-only meeting at the start of the season to talk everything through. Mm-hmm. But I guess um, everybody wasn't aware that uh, he kind of led the charge on these guys being selfless mm-hmm. this season, yeah, less selfish, yep. This se- which I like, yeah. Like I owe the guy. Yeah. Like I, I wanted to, I, I think I wanted to put him in a cab and drive him to Logan Airport. I at believe one you point. did. Um, yep. So he's become a real leader. Mm-hmm. And Derek White has just be has been an unbelievable addition for this basketball team. What a move that was, and also really humble. Like just sort mm-hmm. of like sounds like any other guy. You yeah, know, you have no idea he was a key yeah. cog on the mm-hmm. best team. In well, the and league. I yeah. think what really, really kind of, and I know he probably wouldn't have answered it if we asked him. But I think what really allowed him to kind of spread his wings and fly was the subtraction of. Marcus Smart. Yeah. You you know, and I think because Drew Holiday probably came in with more of, all right, like Derek White is kind of like this is part of his team, so I'm going to kind of come in and, you know. Accept my role. Accept my role, and you've seen But he also, like, I I, I can't say this enough. I got to give credit to Jason Tatum. Yep. Because he, you know, Derek White said it yesterday on this show. He was basically like, listen, we're all going to, we're going to, Score less. Right. We're going to have less of a role at points. We're not going to finish, as Derek White said yesterday, we're not going to finish certain games, and we got to all be good with that. And it's it's working. Yeah. So they, the, the thing know. also, though, is like it's great and it's going well, but just like the Bruins, you're not going to really know how different things are until adversity hits in the playoffs. Yeah. Because this team is the favorite to win it all in the NBA, mm-hmm. and they are the most talented team. I mean, so – It'll be obviously. It's been a. Everybody thought the loss of Marcus Smart meant the Celtic bleed green sort of team first mentality would go with him. When it's actually been the opposite. Yeah, they've actually congealed and coalesced around each other in a yeah. way that didn't happen when Smart was here. And it's all. I honestly, I blame Brad and I blame blame the Celtics PR staff 
for creating the Marcus Smart like monster. Wiki was well, on this I from the jump. I don't think they did that. I yeah, think it was. The, I think it was. Fan, it was Brad and it was Wick was a big Rick, part of that right. too. Well, I think the fans also loved like the hustle in the guy. No, no, I, like, he, I, but I, we're not we're not questioning his ability on the court and his hustle and his effort and what he was on the court. But remember, there was a point in time where Brooklyn was willing to give up Kevin Durant. And they wanted you to throw in Marcus Smart, and you chose not to because you almost were made it. You made it seem that he was the lifeline of this basketball team. Yeah, no, and they the subtraction has been an addition. Yeah, and I think they finally looked at themselves in the mirror and go, "Listen, we love Marcus Smart. He does a lot for the community, and a lot of these guys do a lot for the community. We love what he brings to on the court, but the subtraction of him." Mm-hmm makes us a better overall team. Also, subtraction, I just learned this yesterday, the theme for this upcoming Red Sox season. (laughs) Um, You know what will be so great? If we're at JetBlue Park next week and fans and listeners of the show can come in and there's this huge crowd around our show and then there's tumbleweeds where the Red Sox (laughs) are working out. (laughs) All right. Shime, let's get to today's leads. This is the Greg Hill Show. Time now for the lead. Oh, oh. Is there an up oh in there somewhere? Yeah. Oh, hey, baby. Close. That's Van Halen. You can let that breathe a little bit. Is that Sammy Van Halen? Uh, I believe so, right? Is that Sam Hagar? I think it is Sammy Hagar. See, I feel the same way about Filipino Journey as I feel about Sammy Van Halen. Well, don't start that debate. I'm I'm not. I'm just saying I I feel like I can't. I, I like both. Like I like Dave Van Halen and mm. I I like Sammy. I I like both. I feel like no it's... disrespect to uh, Malden's own Gary Sharon. Yeah, Gary Sharon is okay. Uh, he was the, <laughs> he was the third uh, lead singer of Van Halen for a brief period of time. But yeah, I feel um, like there's only one Van Halen, really? and that's Dave Van Halen. Really, I do. I feel like Sammy is just. I know they had hits, but I, I just I don't look at Sammy Van ha- Van Halen as the same. I look at it as you don't Van- like Van Hagar. Yeah, I just look at it as like Van Halen decided to put somebody up there because they couldn't get along with uh, David Lee Roth. I don't know, like um, standing on top of the world or whatever that that Sammy Hagar song with Van Halen is is a. That's a work of art. Mm-hmm. I, like, right. I, I like, I like, you would agree, Curtis, real banger. <laughs> What's I your like, favorite uh, rock band? I'm not joking. Like, who's uh, your of favorite? Of all time? Yeah. Bruce Springsteen. I mean, uh, is he rock? rock? Yeah, he's rock. Yeah, he would be considered rock. He sounds just like old man old yelling. Um, <laughs> and then Tom Petty's up there. And I mean, I, you know, I, uh, but anyway, I digress. Right. Leads this morning. 
Brought to you by Northeast Electrical, New England's full-service electrical distributor. They provide electrical products and services to electrical pros all across the region. 40 locations serving the trade or at needco.com, Northeast Electrical, where pros need pros. Hello, Shime. Hi, Greg. Uh, quick prediction morning for you. I believe that the Boston Celtics will be NBA champions this year. Oh. And I believe oh, on, the, on the complete opposite spectrum, the Boston Bruins will fall flatter on their face in the first round than they did last mm. year. Thank you. That's my lead. Wow. Uh, what is leading you to that indication? Is it's, it the is the is it the play of late post All Star break? Yeah, it's just like you have this home stand coming out All Star break, and you look flat for ninety percent of it. Your defense has been porous basically all season. You yeah. can't hold a lead, and. Uh, no matter how good your goalies are, sometimes you still can't win hockey games. It's, if Donnie, if Don Sweeney's going to do something, he's got to get a defenseman. And I, I'm almost leaning toward, and I hate to do it because it's a cosign on Wiggy, but like now's the time to go ahead and trade Allmark. And, and like, wow, I, I welcome to my side of the know, neighborhood. But but, if, but but Swayman looked extraordinary when I was there on Monday. Mm-hmm. You he, scouted him in person. Uh, he's going to be your guy. <laughs> uh-huh. Like go ahead and trade him and get yourself a defenseman, like a big tough defenseman, not a Don Sweeney, you know, little ball of, you know, speed defenseman. Please no, for the love of God, can we deal Matt Grizzlick? Uh, please, please don't in say court, that because court, I will include him in the deal. I'm fine with I, it. When you say things like that, I inevitably, on the exact same day, end up hitting the elevator button. And isn't Matt Grizzlick and his lovely wife sitting right there in the elevator? And then I can Ooh. say nothing. They I'm just sure stare. he's a lovely they guy. Just, they just but... stare at me in the, the ent- whole entire elevator ride up and mm-hmm. sometimes the elevator ride down. You don't and even very, give him like a head nod, like a whistle. I, I do. I try to give a little head nod, and I sometimes murmur under my breath. I can't believe what Chime said about you on the radio today. <laughs> Throw but me right just, under the bus. Very, you do it all very, the time, anyway. It's, it's very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Uh, all right. Thank you, Shime. Curtis. Good morning. Good morning. So, the the Dynasty docu series has been on top of everybody's mind, and I've been trying to sort of ascertain why so many people have reacted as I have with real disdain for Robert Kraft. And it's as simple as can be. Robert Kraft is doing what people here hate the most, which is not having his words meet his actions, saying one thing and doing something else. And he said, we don't need to play it, Chime. It's a little too long. I couldn't cut it down. But he said over the summer, he was asked on one of those business podcasts, would Bill Belichick finish his career as a Patriots head coach. And he said, that's up to Bill. Then he sat in front of the media with the big, remember the Jumbotron press conference about the big new uh, video board? And he said, you know, we have a really young team and we're in a really tough division. Laying the foundation for an out for the head coach saying it's not going to be a great year. We're probably a year or two away. Then he fires him. And then he does a press conference saying how great he is. Then he rips him two hours later. And then this documentary comes out that was taped before all of it. And he's just <laughs> trying to curry favor with fans. And he's doing the opposite. Yeah. It is just, it, whatever you think of Bill or Tom, your, your, your opinion on them is well established. This isn't going to change your mind. And the other thing is, Patriots fans have an emotional connection to Bill and Tom in ways they don't with any other athlete or coach in my lifetime here. Because they both felt each was wronged. People here vocally and physically defended Bill Belichick during Spygate, 
They very loudly defended Tom Brady during Deflategate. There is a feeling that in both cases, Robert Kraft didn't do enough. So I, that's why people yeah. here are so enraged at him because they all know what the team did. They all know that Tom and Bill were far more um, in charge of the outcomes of those games. And now you hear Robert Kraft doing this. It's just unseemly. Excellent, Curtis. Well done. The next, uh, is it two episodes that drop on Friday? Yeah. Two more? Yeah, I think I, think I just more. finished up the um, the 07 season one. So mm. is that Spygate? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I just finished that one up. Yeah. Uh, it's it is extraordinary. Well said, Curtis. We have to take a break. We'll get to Wiggy's lead and to my lead coming up next. Coming up at seven, they said it. A quick back and forth on what they said yesterday in sports, and we will talk about what one NFL head coach said about head hunting. For Patrick Mahomes. I'm sure that will go well. <laughs> we'll get to that coming up in just about 10 minutes or so. Courtney is off for the next couple days. Uh, she's scouting ahead in Florida. We will be there for three Fenway South road shows, if you will, next Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And the Red Sox... Get the Grapefruit League action started this Friday against the Huskies of Northeastern, okay. Curtis. So, I mean, um, play ball. That's right. Play ball. But, Wiggy, your lead this morning. Hello, uh, and, and how are you? I am doing well. So, good morning. My lead's short, simple, and quick. And when you look at the Red Sox, I think it depends on one guy and one guy only, and it all falls on the arm of Brian Bayo. I mm. think when you start to look at where this team goes this year, okay. and if they are successful, it's about him. Because if he can become the ace of that pitching staff, then the other guys don't have to carry much as the weight. We, I feel like even with Devers said, we know they're going to be decent when it comes to their bats, but it's all about that rotation. Their closes look like they're in a good situation. you got... Jansen, you got this new guy who was an all-star who's going to be coming off his injury. It's going to be about Brian Bale, and if he can set the tone mm-hmm. for that rotation and become the, maybe he's not baby Pedro no more. Maybe he's like, what's the next step? Adolescent Pedro. Adolescent Pedro. Uh-huh. That's what you're going to need for this team to be successful this okay. year. Pimple face Pedro. Uh, no, That's it. So <laughs> Teenage the Pedro. Future, the future of an entire franchise rests. Yep. On the shoulders of one Brian Bale. Right, because if we he is our Yamamoto. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Wiggy. You got it. Do you want, uh, when it comes to leads, do you want sports controversy or do you want Florida controversy? Mm. I, I feel like we're going to be in Florida, so maybe a little. Maybe Florida controversy? A little bit of a heads up, but the sports controversy, I always love that. Well, I can bring that up later. Okay. Uh, Whatever you want. It's your show. Uh, all right. So, uh, you're right. We are headed to to the Anything Goes State, Florida, next week. And the Florida Senate today is expected to pass a bill that would ban social media for kids. So, any child under the age of 16 would not be allowed to create a social media account and the law would require platforms to delete existing profiles run by minors. 
How do you? I like it. You I do. second the motion, Curtis. Really? Yes. I, You're not old Curtis. enough. Would, would you ever allow? Just I know you know. Just work with me here. Would you allow your three kids or your two kids at the age of fourteen to go to the mall by themselves and just say, "Go talk to strangers everywhere"? Would you say no? Or, so, I mean, I wouldn't no. let them go to the mall. I wouldn't let them talk. To well, okay. So my point in general is that, like, this is a forum where they are able to be contacted and contact yeah. anybody without you understanding or knowing or what these people are into, what they, who they are, and how many things do you see later in life where people regret their social media mm. when they were younger? This provides them an opportunity to learn boundaries, understand more about their words mattering and the dangers that exist in society. And I think I'm I don't know you. what the downside is. Yeah, I'm with you. I ride, I ride with you on this one. I just feel like there's there's way too many, and I don't necessarily I I don't blame the kids. I just feel like there's too many kids out there that don't have the proper home training, and so. You know, to teach them, okay, here's what to look for, here's what not to do. I'm on your, I'm on your ass. I'm making sure that you're not doing these type of things because I get your phone. I'm checking it. I know what go, goes on. There are a lot of kids out there who don't have that. So, what ends up happening is there are kids that just move freely, and like you said, there's a lot of predators out there, right? And but there's then, a lot of kids who make bad decisions because they're kids. But then they're gonna be like if they're denied it. Mm-hmm. Up until the age of 16, when they're finally allowed on it, mm-hmm. they're going to be shot out of, uh, like, like they're being shot out of a cannon. Okay. Do you, you know, know it's I like that. that. <clears throat> we all knew the person who, you know, never had a drink mm-hmm. in high school. And yeah. as soon as the, as soon as they got to college, they were blackout central. Yeah, I okay, get that. That is also a, a, a flimsy argument, not from you, but the parents like, oh, I, we always drank at home and my kid gets it. Like. I, I drank at home, and believe me, I was well introduced to it. It didn't like, work. Yeah. No, but like yeah. I, I just think that we would never do that in other instances. It's like, I'm going to set up a bad date for you before you're 17, right. so that when you're 17, you know how to deal with an a-hole. Yeah. Like, why would we present a pothole that doesn't need to be there? Yeah. There are bad couple sexual experiences when you're young, so. Right. But I mean... Can't parents just be the ones who are, when it comes to personal mm-hmm. responsibility, they who, should be who keep their kids off of. They should be, but, but it we also don't... creates this real tension. Like I've used, this, I've told this before, but my, my best friend's got two daughters that are in like the third and first grade or fifth and first grade, whatever. And the absolute battle royale of maintaining under an hour of screen time, taking the phones. They all have apps that they can control. The daughter, like. It is World War Three, yeah, and that would be removed. But I mean, when it comes to things that are harmful, we have an, an obesity problem in this country. Right? Should we ban junk food for oh, kids they, for kids that are under the age of sixteen? Well, I, I don't think the I government mean, should subsidize people paying for it, which we do. Like, if no. you're, like, there are ways that we could help right. people get healthier. The issue is junk food's cheap, good food's expensive. Yeah. Like, no, that's I, the I, I get what yeah. you're saying, Greg, but the only issue I have is there. There are there's not enough, you know there, there are too many issues with parents and not raising their kids the right way, that it leads to a lot of problems. So I know you go well, the parents should be able to do it. Well, yeah, I agree with that. But there are some parents out there that have you know kids that yeah. can't do it just because the a they don't have the means or b they're not good enough mm-hmm. as you know parents to be able to do it. When I was growing up. My mother worked a, 
you know, a couple jobs. I didn't see her. She left the house before I got up, and she didn't get home till late. So the, if she didn't instill that fear in me at a young age, yeah. who knows what I would have been doing. All right. Great. Now I have to have Funyuns for lunch. <laughs> I love Funyuns. <laughs> that's the number one, like, when you're high, that's the go-to chip. Oh, is that the go-to? Yeah, that's the Cheetos. Emergency top five. Uh, snacks, stoned snacks. Funyuns is number Funyuns one is on number those. one for you. Oh, what about Doritos all day? Huh? Huh? Fiery Cheetos. Nah, uh, I, Cheetos. Don't, I, don't like, I don't like the fiery Cheetos. No. I like the Andy Cap. Uh, what are those pub fries? fries? I saw those this morning. I almost grabbed myself a bag. Oh, I'm, trying fries. To, I'm trying to be good because, you know, it's almost beach bud season. Well, next week, get ready. Just, just a couple months, I got to be in tip-top shape for the island. Get another <laughs> session with Trader Dan in. Uh, I am. Double sessions today. Right. I, I don't know if you saw on my Instagram, I was the first one in at the gym this morning. Mm-hmm. Proud of you. At 4.15. I mean, they're not even doing two-a-days in the NFL, so I'm that's pretty days. impressive. I got Dan at 1.15. Throw some, uh, throw some weight up there. There is nothing better than <laughs> bombed Chinese food, though. Like... <laughs> Like, yeah, like, it yeah. is. Oh, I feel like so pizza's good. pizza's better. No, because you got Curtis. the lo mein. Really? You got yeah, I'm with, you, I'm with you on the, the Chinese food. Boneless you know, short rib. When you're drunk or high, there's nothing better nothing than that. Nothing better. All right. Those are today's leads. They said it. Quick back and forth on Chinese! what day. <laughs> Chinese, kid. <laughs> they said it. Quick back and forth on what they said yesterday in sports next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Well, it would appear that hiring a temp agency has paid off for Bill Belichick. And Nebraska University has announced that he will be the headline speaker at their X's and O's clinic on April 5th and 6th. I don't know what. Wow. What do you think he gets paid for a gig like that? Uh, I'd say 50. 50. You think it's way more than that? Yes. I think that's at least six figures. 
You think so? I'd say. How do you make that work if you're Matt Rule? I think they charge 50 bucks to attend it. Mm-hmm. Isn't that and shocking? Because Matt Rule was the coach of the Panthers. Yes. And they had the most unruly joint practices where yeah, players were getting into and fights. Yeah, yeah. What an odd guy to, to re- reunite with. I know. Do you I remember know. that? There was yeah. like legit animus between yeah, the two. Yeah, there was. Yeah, there was like, that was, they did the joint practices mm-hmm. and they were fighting the whole entire time. I mean, I, I don't know, but listen, I mean, you got to start somewhere. Yeah, but if you get 200,000 to do that. Do you have any desire to go to Omaha? Like, I, Nebraska <laughs> seems like a total bore. Oh, yeah, but like, so. if it's like a coaches and Bill's there speaking. People will come from all over to like. They probably will. Yeah, right? just listen yeah. to him talk well, about all the them. high school coaches. Oh will yeah. be there. And it's all like the Beatles college arriving going, in Nebraska. Yeah. 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 Yes, it is. Is that what he's going to do uh, now? Just go from different I mean, colleges there just to speak? You think he's he's going to do like a TED talk <laughs> <laughs> on on coaching? Yeah, I, I could see. Right, if you want to make a few bucks until you get, I mean, back. why not? Like, mm-hmm. he, I mean, they'll fly you out there, put uh, you out, probably first class. Hopefully, hopefully he doesn't uh, take the first overhead bin like oh. Santo did this morning <laughs> on the flight, uh, and then put you up and and you collect a check and mm-hmm. tell everybody the secrets to coaching. Why not? Good gig for him. Yeah. Uh, all right. Speaking of gigs, uh, Courtney's off, so Shine will have the news at seven thirty. And there is an irrational fear in the news this morning that we will discuss, and that is. What doctors found 150 of in a Florida man's nose, which means he probably should get a different job. So that and the rest of the news coming up with Flex Time Shime at 7.30 on this morning's show. It's time for Larry Bird's not walking through that door, fans. Would not say that I'm Mona Lisa Vito of the football world. They they want you to cook the dinner. At least they ought to let you shop for some of the groceries. Said it. Wake up the dumb bambino and have me face him. Maybe I'll do it in the eye. They said it. Brought to you by AAA Work Trucks. Take the work out of your next work truck. AAAWorkTrucks.com. I'm just going to say it. All right, time for They Said It. Quick back and forth on what they said yesterday in sports. Where would you like to begin, Shime? Well, Greg, let's begin with Las Vegas Raiders new head coach Antonio Pierce. He was he sat down with Max Crosby on Max Crosby's podcast because, you know, not enough podcasts in the world. I need more um, of those. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and uh, he talked about the kind of mentality he gives to his guys or he wants to, you know, teach his players when playing someone like Patrick Mahomes. He wants to channel the bad boy Pistons. Here was Antonio Pierce. We got the Jordan rules and we, we I'm calling out from now on as long as I'm here, the Patrick Mahomes rules. So you remember when Jordan was going through it with the Pistons? All those guys in the 80s before he came, Michael Jordan, Air Jordan, the Pistons used to whoop his ass. Anytime he came to the hole, elbows, yeah. filling them, love taps. We touched them. We in the head mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. I'm touching you. So I show those guys Jordan getting his ass whooped consistently. And on the side, I got this screen. I got these two, these two, <laughs> these two side. Um, and it's kind of like, this is almost a little gory. Like this, we're getting crazy now, right? It's, it's rolling. And we got these two screens showing of us just getting after it, Raiders versus Chiefs. Yeah, okay, Hardo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the NFL is going to love that. Right. Like, have at it when it comes to, Pat- to Patrick Mahomes. But if I'm a defensive <laughs> player, I love playing for him because I'm like, all right, I can just go and tee think- off on him, you know, <laughs> and if I get a 15-yard penalty, it's like, all right. But maybe I, you know, maybe I don't. Maybe I'm able to, you know, make Patrick Mahomes think a little bit rather than a lot of guys that get close to quarterbacks nowadays and, they, and they're and kind of, like, afraid to touch him. 
Well, I'm because so- you get called if you breathe on them. Right, so, but to be fair, I, I mean, they kicked his ass on Christmas. <laughs> like, the Raiders' offense didn't score, and they mm-hmm. still beat the Chiefs. If you got a coach that says, hey, go ahead and tee off, and I'm not going to be mad, then I'm 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 all for that, especially if I'm playing for the Raiders and I'm a defensive player. I'm yeah. not sure the newest owner of the Raiders, minority owner Tom Brady, will love that, but uh, it'll be interesting <laughs> to see. I yeah. mean, it's just this. I mean, in my from my view, it's a self inflicted wound. Like now you're going to be have refs overly looking for something. That's right. true. To throw a flag on. Right. That's true. Right. All right, what's next? Uh, next, so we talked earlier uh, in trending about how Patriot great Matthew Slater retired. So let's revisit Matthew Slater's final locker room speech to his New England Patriots teammate. Here was Matthew Slater. I don't want this to be about me now, but I just want to say thank you. Thanks, fellas. It's been a lot of fun, man. And no matter what happened this year, I'm proud to say I was a part of this group. And most importantly, I'm proud to know the men that are in this circle and do life with you guys. I mean, that's, that's what this has always been about for me. And I'm going to be the biggest fan of everybody in here for as long as I can pull for y'all, as long as I'm in my right mind. Love you guys, man. It's been an honor. It's been an honor, fellas. Appreciate you. Family on three. One, two, three. Family. 16 seasons with yeah. the New England Patriots. That's right. Perfect landing spot for him because I feel like the Patriots are the only, you know, there's not many teams that value a special teams player like they do here in New England where, you know. So landing spot would be coaching for the New England Patriots. No, no, I'm just saying his playing career. Originally this was a Yeah, his playing career, you know, because most guys, if they're special team players, you know, if you can squeeze seven, eight years out of a career, nine years, that's amazing, but New England, they really value that you know special teams core guy, and you look at guys. Well, they did yes yeah. under Bill. Yeah, yeah under Bill. So and maybe tomorrow, that changes. Yeah. And tomorrow, Kraft's going to hold a press conference saying how much Slater sucked. <laughs> <laughs> it was all his fault. Oh, all his That's fault. That's the dynasty year. too. He cost Joe Judge's job. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, really, what an incredible leader. Mm-hmm. Like, a, you know, guys talk about a leader of men. He was an absolute, uh, very important part of that whole He's thing. one of those guys, like, you know, I've, I met him a couple times, but I could, I've could, known guys that I played with, like, you know, he's one of those guys that you respect in the locker room, even though they might be a little bit more, we call them the Bible pushes, are not so overly pushing in your face type, type of dudes, and he comes across that way. He's more of like, you know, Hey man, let me just give you a little insight. You yeah. know what I mean, yeah. and and I think that's the thing that a lot of players because that's the uh, as a former player like that's the um, it, it, the accolades that you get from playing are great, but I think the biggest accolade that you can get is when you get the respect of your peers and they really like respect you. Like they look at you as like a leader. Can I just say this though? If my, Matthew Slater's in the Hall of Fame and Rodney Harrison isn't, there is something seriously wrong with well, the people yeah. voting. I was just going to ask. I mean, everybody is talking about him being automatic mm. when it comes to, to the NFL Hall yeah, of Fame. That was the big talk yesterday. Um, I you know I don't know because like how do you, how do you determine like a special teams role player? to the Hall of Fame, like, what is what is it based off of? What about right. the sheer number of Super Bowl titles? But what did he do in those games to win them? Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, they, it, I'm not, it's like, you're not knocking what they do, but it's really difficult to look at them and say, all right, st- t- 
statistically or here's how they impacted the game, you know, on a level where you go, oh, I remember this big play. And, and there's there here and there that happens. But a guy like Rodney is like every defensive play, he has an opportunity to impact the football game. So, like, that's a no-brainer Hall of Famer. It's very, sometimes it's difficult when you think about how they – what what's the criteria for having a special teams Hall of Famer if you're not a field goal kicker or even a punter? Well, I mean, even field goal kickers, there's what two? Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's like they, almost no kickers. You know, the, the only really time you really see him is what Devin Hester's going in this year, and he's right. more of a uh, returner. Right. So I he, mean, I gotta say this: after watching the first two episodes mm-hmm. of the Dynasty, I, I don't understand how you're not a Patriots Hall of Famer. It really, it really, it really has me steamed. Yeah, I believe me. I think the same thing every night. I lay my head to the pillow every night. I'm like, "Where's my red jacket, Robert?" You know how much those eight by tens would be if you could sign it. Eighty five, Jermaine Wiggins, right. Pat's HOF. So, so Brady's going in for his little induction in June. Right. My thought process is this. Right. I'm a huge part of Brady being what he ultimately became in the, the NFL. The key part. Yes. Yeah. So my thought process is you should this. be ho- Patriots Hall of Fame adjacent. I, what I'm thinking yes. is, I find maybe I hit up my boy Quazo. I want a red jacket. Uh-huh. I go to you the, bring your own red jacket. I bring my own red you jacket. Just show up and hope nobody notices. Right? No, they I just w- think it's an official red jacket <laughs> and that you're there. Right? That is it's it. like when Michael made his own Livestrong bracelet. Yeah, that's it. It's like maybe I can kind of like you yeah. know piggyback off right. of Brady's. They're going to be like, oh, who's the big bone black dude with Tom Brady? Uh, that's, that's a Hall of Famer. That is right. And they can start his speech <laughs> the day before. It's all right. <laughs> Because I'm expecting at least a good minute and a half from Brady about me and his speech. Oh, you think so? I would think so. Really? Yeah. Okay. I feel like that, you know. I hope so. I mean, listen, Tom, when you had issues getting in the rack, I used to pick up the phone and say, hey, my buddy's coming down. You know, don't harass him at the door. Plus plus one, plus two, plus oh. three, whatever. Name yeah. at the door. Yep, that's All it. Right. Anything else, Shime? Yeah, one more quick one for you here. Uh, your Boston Celtics get back underway tomorrow in Chicago as they take on the Bulls. Well, Jason Tatum sat down with Malika Andrews, uh, and he was asked who he believes the best player in the NBA is, and uh, his response may uh, intrigue you. Who do you think is the best player in the NBA right now? Uh, myself. I got a lot of respect for a lot of guys in the league. Yeah. Giannis for sure. Um, Jokic, obviously he just won. MB, guys that won MVPs. Then uh, the list goes on. It's, the league is in a great place. I think the things that I've been through, just through my career, things that I've accomplished, and yet, you know, I haven't got the ultimate championship, I truly do believe every time I step on the floor, I'm the best player. I agree I'm with him. I'm okay with that. I agree with him. He ain't lying. Every time he steps on the court, He's the best player on the court. I, best I, all-around player. I, it, me and Nick Costos got into it. I feel like he can do more than Giannis. You know, I feel like he can do a little bit. I, I listen. I like the Joker. I feel like he can do more than the Joker. I know. I know he can do more than Luka Doncic, especially on the defensive end. So, when you look at him, his biggest thing, and we talked about this when we had Wick on. He is unfairly judged because his performance, I think, in the the NBA Finals that one year wasn't up to par. Mm -hmm. But when you think about, like, all the other NBA superstars that haven't won anything, do they get as much criticism as Jason Tatum? We don't don't crush Joel Embiid. 
for not winning a championship. Right. He even blamed the team. Remember at the yeah. end of the last year when they lost to the Celtics, he had a press conference where he said they need more help. Right. Yeah. We they- don't crush Luka. I don't know. I just feel like he for he doesn't and maybe it's playing for Boston. I just feel like he gets he's 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 judged way harder than those other guys. But if he is the best player, then he's on the best team, and he should win. Yep. If they should. don't, yes, he'll he get should. some criticism. Yep, you're right. All right, that is They Said It. Quick back and forth on what they said yesterday in sports. And speaking of that, here is Shime in Courtney's absence with what is trending this hour. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending Now is brought to you by Cars for Kids. Your Boston Bruins are out in Edmonton tonight to take on the Oilers as they kick off their West Coast road trip. Puck drop for that one at 10 o'clock tonight. As I said, the Celtics off today before they get back in action tomorrow night in Chicago against the Bulls. Patriots great Matthew Slater has announced his retirement from the NFL after 16 seasons. In a statement sent to ESPN, Bill Belichick said that Slater, quote, deserves every accolade someone could receive. He is a once-in-a-lifetime person and the best core special teams player in NFL history. Did, did the ESPN reporter that got that message reply, what do you think about the Dynasty series? Because I would love that. <laughs> I would love that answer. Right? I don't think he answered that one. He's definitely a Red Jacket guy Not, not um, right away, Slater. Yeah? Yeah, he's definitely a Red Jacket. Hall of Fame, I guess it depends on what the criteria is. Uh, Alex Cora spoke to media yesterday and was proud and, uh, as Greg would say, co-signed Rafael Devers' comments about uh, the Red Sox ownership here as he talked about Rafael Devers growing and being a leader of your Boston Red Sox. Well, two things. It's his opinion, and we got to respect that. And second, he's not afraid to talk to you guys. He talked to you guys for 25 minutes, which is awesome, you know. And uh, I like the fact that he sat here and he talked and he was open about it. And, uh, you know, he's not a kid anymore. I know he hates to be called the face of the franchise, but I'll call him the carita of the franchise. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we talked about it earlier. I like the fact that at least one guy is stepping up and mm-hmm. saying that they need help, and that's Rafael Devers. So I like it. Uh, Training Now is brought to you by Cars for Kids, the easy way to donate your car. Donate today, and your car can be picked up tomorrow. Call 877-CARS-FOR-KIDS today or donate online at carsforkids.com. Remember, that's cars with a K. Uh, That was trending. Here's Curtis with your weather. Thanks, Shime. Greg, Wiggy, we are approaching a 5.30 sunset. 5.23 Mm, and getting later. Good Mm. news for you. 23 degrees, though, right now. Afternoon high in the upper 30s. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Not just anybody. You know I need someone. Yeah, we, we, I know what we needed last year. I know what we needed this year. A lot of teams need a lot of players and a lot of additions. Uh, I can't control what I what they do. I just can't control what I do. Just to go out there every every each day to give my hundred percent and try to be my the best version of myself and trying to help my team win. But they need to make an adjustment to help us players to to be in a better position to win. Everybody in this organization wants to win, and we as a player want to win. And I think they need to make an uh, an adjustment to Enough. help us win. I'm not saying that the team is not. It's not okay right now, but they need to be conscious of what what are the weakness and what we need right now. through a translator yesterday asking for help and I'm sure upon hearing that John Henry scurried right out of there and back to the yacht uh the interesting Devers says that he knew what they needed last year and they didn't get it and he knows what they need this year and he's begging and pleading for some sort of help um, I, I think it's going to, I'm guessing it's going to fall on deaf ears. I mean, Alex Cora heard it and Alex Cora said, uh, essentially he appreciates the fact that he's speaking up, but, um, that I don't, I don't know that that leads to the Red Sox suddenly turning around today and trying to get a deal done with Jordan Montgomery. But here's the issue since winter weekend, where, when I asked Sam Kennedy and Tom Warner, if this has become a chore, if you are as invested as you once were, because it appears they are not. And Sam said, if you say that, you're a liar, and I'll correct you. I, what other way would you describe this? They, they are divested from this team. They are actively removing assets now for injured relief pitchers later. They have decreased their salary, according to Spotrack, the team total payroll, $17 million, while increasing the ticket price. I don't know how you could possibly make an argument that they are still as engaged as owners as they once were. But they don't seem to care when it comes to reacting to criticism. Well, they do when they're immediately presented with it. But they don't, you know, they laugh off Dustin Pedroia. I I was watching our guy Bradfoe yesterday with Tom Karen on Nesson last night, and Bradfoe was talking about Dustin Pedroia being essentially invited by the Red Sox to come in and talk to the fellas at spring training time. And his answer was, uh, basically, you need to be signing guys. This is the way, this is not the way the Red Sox have traditionally done business. Mm-hmm. So they don't, and, and, you know, and they chuckle about that. And it, it, it doesn't seem to, maybe, 
the fact that Devers steps up and says something, maybe, maybe that'll get them to do something. I, I but don't we know. know that they're going they're going in a different direction. Their their direction is no longer how they used to do business. They said it at the uh, thing that you and Ken were at. They go, I paid. No, they off. didn't. I mean. Tom Warner said they were going full throttle. No, so. no, no, but they said when it talked to, I don't remember who it was, whether it was Sam Kennedy or whoever, but when you asked about, they said money-wise, we're going we're going to have a lesser payroll. We're not going to spend as much. They said that down in, um, in Springfield. So they basically told us they're not going to spend as much money as what you've seen or you're used to from this team. They're going in a different direction. So but, they told but- us that. But that's when you meet the media at the conclusion of the season, right as the season ticket invoices come out for the following year, and you say you're going full throttle, then you go in reverse, and then you reach a, a, a sort of I, – I don't know why it bothers me as much as it does, Greg, but that Friday night a year ago that kicked off the winter weekend where everybody got booed and John Henry was booed and Heim Bloom said it would be awesome, all that. That next year on Friday night, John Henry was courtside at the Garden – while Tom Warner and Sam Kennedy faced the the full rage and animus of the fan base. He shows up, doesn't meet the media. That used to be an annual event. Mm-hmm. John Henry would sit at the picnic tables out back of JetBlue Park for about an hour, and that was all you got. But you know what? That's sort of like Kraft. Kraft does the owners' meetings. It wasn't that far out mm-hmm. of line with other owners in Boston. Now he just shows up and leaves? I, 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 I really want this Red Sox team to be likable because I like Cora. I like Devers. Yeah. I, I I want obviously it benefits us greatly if they're successful. It just feels like you're entering a year with your most your most popular player coach is the manager Alex Cora. Well and yeah. he's in a walk year. And it's gonna be it is a most likely a walk year for him and it is it's going to be the 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 biggest accomplishment I would guess of his career if he can take guys like Rafael Devers, and and I'm guessing that he speaks for most of the guys on that team, who are not happy with what they did in the offseason, and get them to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, that will be, that's going to be the toughest thing that, that Alex Cora has to manage right, he's this a- season, is guys who are, you know, asking over and over again. Why didn't we do something when it came to addressing the, the pitching issue that we have? But they keep doing this thing, which is a self-fulfilling prophecy of not investing in the team, saying the team needs to play well for us to invest in it. That's been their commentary leading into the deadline the last couple of years, which is completely opposite of how they used to run their business. Right, but they don't run business like that. Like Fat Joe said it best, hey, today's price is is different than yesterday's price, right? So they look at this, and I don't know. That's, DJ Collins said, and another one. <laughs> so a, ask the question should be, what is the philosophy and why you're changing on yeah, what no, you spend I, it, money for? But, but, but they tell me they we, don't change it. They we, say we haven't changed. But they when, said it to you. No, they, no, they didn't. didn't. When, they, when what you are you were talking the, about with the, We have the audio. When you were down there. With Ken Laird. With Ken Laird. On the Curtis show with Ken. They talked about how they are going to spend less money in payroll. They did, they said this year, but that wasn't the. But no, no, no. We're talking about no, but this. They're not, Wiggy, they're not. This is what I I said this earlier, and I I probably said it five times. Just tell us what it is that you're doing. They what told us the, what that we're spending less money. 
If why? I don't, why? I don't know, Sean. Do why, have, Wiggy? That's the different question. No, we all know I, they're spending less money. So that, I don't know why. What are you? I, I, you're carrying water for them. I no, don't no, know I'm why. not carrying water. What, what, because you're re- fishing for something what that is, they already gave us. That, no, yes, I'm not. I know they're spending less money. Okay. I would like to know why. Then ask that question. I, well, I will. No one, wait, who's, when is John Henry coming on? When I guess uh, when let me we check get, my watch. When we get down there, we see Sam Kennedy or whoever. Wiggy, we will. Have you never heard? I asked Sam Kennedy four times on the show last year why why their payroll was less than it used to be, and they go, "Well, you know, yeah, that's." Uh, Did you guys ask that question? There's, there, different, there's different ways of figuring. You can ask the question. I'll ask the question because I want my biggest thing is what is the. Do you think does logic tell you mm-hmm. that when you have a team, yep, that has finished in last place mm-hmm. three of the last four seasons, yep. Spending less is a way to get better? No. Okay. Great. But they look at it. They look at it. We're not going to spend more, and the results still be the same. Okay. So well, they, I guess they, 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 should they, look- say, they should say that. They should. John Henry should address the media and say, listen, the division is very difficult. We're the worst team in the division. We're going to wait until the rest of the division sucks, and then we're going to spend money. I mean, I, I guess that's what he should say. It, it seems based I, off of, like, I, you, I have a, like, I'm getting the pieces that I'm getting, and I'm coming away with what I feel like they're doing. You're, you and Curtis are going in a different direction. I feel like they're saying, all right, we're going to spend less money, and we're going to see if we could put a team together with a bunch of young players, and hopefully that some of these young guys that we're expecting to be big players – yeah, well, you, brought it, you brought it up in your lead. Mm-hmm. Like, you brought up Brian Bayo. So, hopefully, Brian Bayo is the savior when it comes to the pitching staff this season. They look at it and go, rather than spend $300 million on Yamamoto, we're going to go with our young guy in Bayo, and hopefully he turns into the player that we expect him to okay. be. Do the Red Do Sox think? win a World Series without David Price in 2018? Uh, no. Okay. And he was a guy they wildly overpaid, $40 million more than the second highest bidder. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden you fast forward to Winter Weekend where Tom Warner said that they're, after Sam Kennedy noted the payroll would be lower this year, mm-hmm. Tom Warner said that the three teams with the highest payroll last season didn't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Ipso facto. That you, if you spend, you lose, which is contrary to how the Red Sox have won. They've never won a World Series outside the top five in payroll. You well, they have always been to in the top. What was the 2013 payroll? The the year that they basically had a bunch of nobodies except for uh, Big Poppy. I don't know what that was, but they're taking the approach of the Red Sox were fourth in payroll. Uh, fourth in pay- payroll. Yep. But they're taking the approach well, of they were paying guy. They weren't just paying David Ortiz. They were paying. Dustin Pedroia. John Lackey. Were, uh, you know, I mean, Millar was cheap or whatever. But I think they were still that? playing Pablo Sandoval. They were probably playing, uh, who was the guy that was the outfielder that got $72 million from Cuba? That never oh, Castillo. Uh, Ruste Castillo. Right. Yeah. So, but they were paying guys. If you look at that roster in 13, it wasn't these big ticket free agents that they signed. When you look at that, it was like Shane Victorino and some of those guys. It wasn't like it was, it was, uh, uh, what's his name? Koji. It wasn't these big. Pri- Daniel Nava. Who could forget that guy? Yeah, it wasn't these big. So, and I'm not saying that that but they that, had David Ortiz. No, I I agree with Dustin you. Pedroia. I agree with you. But I based Xander on Bogarts. based on what we're looking. And Xander was young at the time. But right. based on what we're looking at now, is the approach that they're taking. Yeah. Whether you like it or I, not, is 
less the money, only, and only, hopefully we hit. The only thing that we disagree about is I would like them to explain the philosophy. That's all. I think fans would like that. That's all. And if explain, they say that if spending doesn't equate winning, then how were they all in their four World Series wins in the top five in payroll? Right, yeah, yeah they were able in the to face of the logic they're trying to use right. now. Arizona right. was in a World Series last year, and look at their payroll. Right. I mean, that payroll is what? We we will be able to talk about this very thing with ESPN's Sean McDonough, who uh, will be doing games for us again here at WEI on the Shaw Star Market Red Sox radio network. And we will be in Fort Myers next week, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Wiggy has no confidence, apparently, in Shine when it comes to handling the news duties today. That's redemption. I have full confidence. So we'll get to that momentarily, and then we will get to what are we doing with Chris Curtis coming up at 8 on today's show. It's time for... Down here in Sichuan, we get that saying, you know... The news. Still waters run deep. So if it's still on the top, it's still on the bottom. With your host, Courtney Cox. What's her name? Courtney, Coco, whatever. The news is sponsored by Northeast Men's Health. The experts in men's sexual health with four locations, including their newest in Woburn, with appointments as early as 7 a.m. Visit northeastmenshealth.com for more. Pure panty dropper. On WEEI. Our, our, what did I call her earlier? Our little ball of positivity off for the next couple days. But if she gets her way, she will deploy the first ever bikini cam on the Twitch feed on Monday from Florida. Shime filling in for Courtney with today's news. Thank you, Greg. Uh, Joe Biden says major sanctions are coming against Russia in response to the death of Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny. Uh, President Biden has said there is, quote, no doubt that Vladimir Putin's government was behind the death of Mr. Navalny. Uh, according to the Russians, Navalny lost consciousness, died after taking a walk on Friday. Ah, oh, he in, tripped and fell? Yeah, yeah oh, in the uh, prison, by yeah. the way, where mm. he was moved last year. They no- took him out with like this uh, KGB thing. Supposedly that they do, which is like a one punch thing uh, to the chest, mm. like it's oh, one, it just like shuts down your heart. Kind yeah, of it's like some it's some Russian KGB thing where they, they like they they hit you right in the exact the John spot Wick. Where, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like a John Wick kind of thing, or yeah, or Jason Bourne, all or right, what, or like what have you. Bruce Lee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, all right, sanctions coming. We'll see if. Uh, yeah, sanctions for a while. Hopefully yes. they arrive. Yes, uh, we can actually hear from President Biden. I told you we'd be announcing sanctions on Russia. We'll have a major package announced on Friday. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll wait for that announcement. What else, Sean? Uh, well, two men have been charged with murder in the deadly shooting at last week's Kansas City Chiefs parade. Uh, the prosecution of the two men comes after two juvenile suspects were separately charged last week in connection with the shooting that killed a woman and wounded 22 other people. We can hear from Jackson County Prosecutor John Peters Baker from CBS News. That argument very quickly escalated to Mays drawing his firearm almost immediately. Others pulled their firearms. We seek to hold every shooter accountable for their actions on that day. Every single one. Did they all know each other or did just is uh, like was everybody going to the parade armed uh, just just in case? I don't know. It seems very it seems like some type of street beef. But you're right. Like 
Usually you Lots would, of people, like somebody pulled out a gun and then everybody else pulled out their well, gun. That well, you would, it usually looks like, if you kind of see the video, there's somebody doing it, it looks like maybe they did know each other from a mm-hmm. particular neighborhood and who the hell knows. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, speaking of street beef, mm-hmm. <laughs> if I didn't go with the Florida lead when it comes to banning social media for kids under the age of 16 this morning, I was going to bring up that NFL Films is burying the Travis Kelsey roid rage audio because he was mic'd up. And so it looks like they won't be sharing that with the world. Oh, that would have been so, interesting to see what so he was as, really mad about. So as to protect Mr. Swift, um, mm. which I don't know. Do you would, think they would have afforded the same thing if Bill Belichick was on a hot mic? No, of course not. That, why why so. do the Chiefs get this treatment? It is so know. bizarre. People like I mean, Andy Reid. I'm done with Kelsey too. By the way, he is a nothing. Like he, <laughs> way too much time. He's never said an interesting thing in his life. <laughs> he's like, changed since his he started podcast. dating Taylor Swift, man. Oh, it's, but no, he hasn't. He says yeah. nothing. He's a, he's just a football I mean, player. But what's it's the fine. point? What's the point of having guys mic'd up mm-hmm. if you're not going to share the audio, like whatever it is? Good well, that's because it's not up. just he was mic'd up. That is the critical thing that happened on the sideline. What else mattered? Right. Uh, mic'd up is whack nowadays. Anybody who you listen to these guys, it's more of rah rah. Hey, yeah, good job, good job, fellas. Because the you know they. So wanna. you think if Gronk tried to tackle Bill Belichick at a Super Bowl, that they would not allow that audio? Yeah, they to be released? Nah, not in today's game. Oh come on! I mean, on, think about know. how many mic'd ups you hear nowadays. The days of the mic'd up when it was f bomb this, it was f bomb that. Regardless of what the sports is, is gone. Any Anytime there's an, you know, you don't even hear half the good stuff on the mic. Though. Yeah. They take all that stuff out. Oh, cleaned up. Yeah, keep the kids safe. Yeah, I saw, I think in the, in the Dynasty, I saw Robert Kraft say that was Bill Belichick's fault. <laughs> um, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll get take a break. We'll get to the rest of the news next, including an irrational fear today. What doctors found 150 of in a Florida man's nose? Which means I would recommend he get himself a new job. I put my life into my job and I know I'm in trouble. She manipulated my love. Sean, was that Curtis or Wiggy who wanted that? <laughs> that was definitely Curtis. Okay. I love it. Burner yeah. Boy, March 2nd, TD Garden. I'm trying to go, but it's like 500 bucks. Dollars a ticket. Really? Oh yes. What I mean, is that genre? This is that is Afrobeats. It's like taking over the music, and it's been out for a while. But it's really like you know, with guys like Burner Boy, female uh, Thames, I believe her name yeah. is. Yeah. Oh, Curtis uh, loves Thames. <laughs> oh, it's like the river in London where I live. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's like it's big, 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 big music. But he'll be okay. at the God in March second. So but the, that's the secondary market is five hundred bucks, to, to, or that's the actual. I think that's like the ticket price. the secondary market. Secondary market. Yeah. Is, so yeah. if anybody happens to have a couple tickets fall off a truck, <laughs> you you would you would accept them. Shoot me yeah. a DM. All right, Courtney's in Florida. There was an incident on the plane this morning. Uh, eyewitness accused Santo of a, a douche move. Apparently, put his uh, carry on in the very first overhead bin while he was uh, being seated in the middle of the plane. That's uh, that is a no no. That so, is a real douche move. I hate that yeah, so we much. will find out whether that re- eyewitness report is accurate next time we talk to Courtney. 
But Shime has the rest of today's news in her absence. Well, Greg, you mentioned Courtney. I hope Courtney uh, isn't listening and that she got on her flight and is flying through the air safely. Uh, because yesterday, a United or the other day, a United Airlines flight from San Francisco to Boston was diverted to Denver because of an issue with the plane's wing. You can see this on Twitch. Brian has this for you, the yeah. video Did on you see Twitch. The, the wing is, like, like uh, destroyed halfway <laughs> yeah. through it. It's, it, uh, it's, yeah. it's insane. Uh, so a worried passenger caught this video, uh, which we can see on Twitch. The diverted flight landed safely in Denver, and the passengers were then put on a different plane that landed in Boston early yesterday morning. Yeah. Uh, we, we can hear from a passenger on the flight, Kevin Clark, on Boston 25. First, there was, you know, some panic, but the pilot had come back and looked at it, took some pictures of it, you know, talked to the guys on the ground and said, yep, proceed to Denver. Shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> I mean, mm. the captain all of these, took pictures of it? All of these planes now <laughs> mm-hmm. look like something my dad fixed around our house when we were growing up. <laughs> Uh, it, like he wasn't a big home improvement project guy. Mm. I love so, all the tape, like on the wings and stuff. Yeah, it's like duct tape and pray is like uh, right. when you get on a flight. Flex these days. Seal. Yeah. Now you know why I hate flying. I was saying, <laughs> all right, but uh, so that's so shocking to me. So the, instead of just returning to the airport as soon as possible, the captain was taking pictures of it. <laughs> I don't mm. think they noticed it till like halfway through or whatever. Shouldn't there be an alarm is that he? goes off in the cockpit? <laughs> like yeah, just yeah, yeah wing on the fire. Plane, not how to engineer. Mm. It. They're like, eh, we only need one wing. Uh, all right, what else? Uh, next, we go to Newton. While nearly all public schools in the state are on February vacation, Newton teachers and students back in the classroom. Unfortunately, n- not all of the children were at school. <laughs> As the makeup days began following the teacher strike, uh, the district decided to forego winter break in order to make up some of those days that were missed. The district then estimated that anywhere from 30 to 50% of students were absent on Tuesday. Yeah, I don't blame the Mm. parents. Like, you paid thousands for a Disney vacation. You booked it months ago. Right. You're going to take the kids on February vacation or a ski vacation or whatever. One of the dumbest things is that parents are like, they fret over taking their kid out of school. Like, you're never going to, if you go on vacation for a week, you're never going to miss anything, really. I no. mean, you, you never <laughs> look back school. in life and be like, oh, yeah. I wish I spent more time in elementary school. Right. Yeah. Like, it's, <laughs> right? right? My history teacher I don't remember anything from elementary school. The best day of my childhood was my dad brought me into work, and my dad handed me a, a letter to bring to school on opening day. I handed it to my second grade teacher, mm-hmm. and it was that I was leaving early. I didn't know what it was, and they picked me up, took me to the game. And I never, I will never regret missing whatever that afternoon yeah. was. Yeah. It was probably, you know, Dr. Seuss. Your history teacher, what? <laughs> uh, my history teacher yelled at my mother one time for taking us to Disney. Like, I was in like wow. fifth grade or something. And my yeah. history teacher got all mad. He, he's like, You can't do that when he gets to high school. You really can't take him out of school for an entire week. <laughs> we'll all be okay. Yeah, yeah I think worried. I did all right. Well, I was going to learn about Plymouth Rock. They were worried you were going to miss a start <laughs> in volleyball. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, at the time, they thought I was going to the public school, Greg. A little to say, though. All right, what else? Uh, Well, next we can uh, get a Mother of the Year candidate for you. The Greg Hill Show is proud to present... Mommy! Mom! Today's nominee... Welcome to my world. ...for Mother of the Year. Bring your mom, get her lit up. Whoa! Your mother must dance at the nicest strip club in town. Hi, what's up? Well, we go to Memphis, Tennessee, where Jasmine Moss has been arrested and charged with misdemeanor child neglect and child abuse for posting pictures of her child waxing nude women on social media. 
Uh, in one of the pictures, there is a little girl who detectives described as applying hot wax to the private area of an adult. But this is like a business, like a home business that she had. Correct. Mm. And, and she, she had her, her five. Year, she had her five-year-old doing the waxing. Right. Mm. So <laughs> you have to, You also have to assume, though, then the child learned to do that somewhere. Correct. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I mean, talk about put like putting a child in an unenviable position. Like, That's... I mean, the poor kid. Well, they always I, say the kids want to far- follow in the parents' footsteps. Yeah, I mean, I, it's really like, the, like uh, the, it is child abuse. Like, of course, uh, like very the, strange. Five year old, and who would want to wax from a five year old? Like, wouldn't you be worried that the they're going to burn something they shouldn't be burning? You would like, think. Yes, what is I mean, going on? You pay less yeah. for that, or like, be, what like, is an what is an at home uh, waxing cost? Is, uh, it, is it discounted by twenty five? I would say or? there's probably a nice little yeah. discount right there, and it's you know uh, when you start to see you're like Jessica, uh, I'm not going to be able to get you today, but don't worry, I got the perfect person for right. you. It is so painful. I had to pay off. A Bruins bet on the old show and have my back waxed. Ooh. It was torture. I don't know how women do it. Right. Imagine the, you're, you're talking about your back. Imagine your private areas yeah, no, where you know. I mean, it really, it was it was so painful. I don't know how I don't know how you guys do it. That scene uh, in Forty Year Old Virgin where yes, Michael yes. Scott, Michael Scott, Steve <laughs> yes, Carell yes. is in there. That was one take. That was yeah, real. That was real. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Could never um, do it. We should take a break. Finish up with the news. Perfect. And then get to what are we doing with Chris Curtis next. Everything's all right when she calls me back. She calls me back. Lost for a long time. Two parallel lines. Everything's all right when she calls me back. She calls me Coming up at 9, ESPN, Sean McDonough on this show. And then tomorrow, Mike Milbury will join us at 8.20. Courtney is off for the next couple days. She will join us from Florida on Monday. And then we will be there on Wednesday morning for three shows in southwest Florida at Fenway South, where the mood is uh, optimistic, except for Raphael Devers. Uh, everybody else very optimistic about this upcoming season. I mean, Bradford's got his top off this morning. Uh, <laughs> He's just going nuts. Uh, Bradford going to join us uh, one of the days. Love Next to week, have him. I would, mm-hmm. I would assume so. It's yeah. never boring. I think you guys squashed your beef. I have no beef. Uh, Beefless. <laughs> uh, beef squashed. Uh, let's get to the rest of the news with Shime. Well, Greg, speaking of topless, it's time for influencers in the news. It's Influencers in the News on The Greg Hill Show. We go to Russia as they have begun a full-on manhunt for a Ukrainian OnlyFans model after she posed topless in front of a Moscow church. You mean Uh, a woman hunt? Yes, I'm sorry. Uh, so, my apologies. A okay. woman hunt. Uh, that that's I'm guessing that's illegal in the Soviet Union. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, what, being topless anywhere or in front of a church only? Well, so uh, I, I guess it's they consider it, quote unquote, antics. Uh, she finds herself on the most wanted list after the Kremlin's renewed mm. crackdown on antics like this. Ah, OK. They're cracking down on the social media antics or the nudity. Yes. This lovely the- lady is Lolita Bogdanova, uh-huh. otherwise on OnlyFans known as Lola Bunny. Uh-huh. Right. Uh huh. Right. She had lifted up her shirt in Uh, front of St. Basil's Cathedral in uh, Red Square in 2021. uh, Okay, Uh, She reportedly signed an agreement to stay in Russia. Mm, Nope, didn't do that. Fled to the United States, Uh, uh, according to some Instagram sleuthing. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're crazy out there in Russia. That's one thing you don't want to do. You don't want to cross them Russians. Well, I think there's more than one thing, but um, this this particular case. (laughs) There's a couple. um, So they're not, when it comes to OnlyFans, Mm -hmm. they're not very encouraging uh, in the the Soviet Union. No, Russia does not like OnlyFans. Why would anybody go to Russia? It seems like a horrible place. Well, Uh I mean. They got nice uh, nice little buildings where they have the little, like. (laughs) What? The genie tops. How high are you today? Oh, I mean, that's, scale of one to ten. The, Russia has a nice. Their architectural. <laughs> On a scale of one to four twenty. Can I? <laughs> so I make it a little bit more. I, their architectural I buildings are nice. Aren't they nice? You in mean Russia? the turrets? Like I don't the, know what the, the, the proper picturesque. the proper name for it is. But yes, if you wanted to go to get a good selfie, I would think Russia has <laughs> nice buildings to do it in front. <laughs> okay. All right, that's uh, all right. So they're on the lookout for this woman, but she may be in the United States. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is okay. that is uh, what the Instagram sleuthing. Well, we would welcome her here. Uh, in fact, I would like maybe my first offer when it comes to migrant housing will be for this woman. There you go. <laughs> I would uh, have have a, have room for her in the uh, over in echelon. There you go. Got a couple okay. spots. All right. What else, Shine? Uh, well, Greg, an irrational fear for you here. So. A Florida man went to the hospital early, earlier this month after noticing that his whole face felt like it was on fire. Mm. Dr. David Carlson was shocked when he looked inside the man's nose with a camera and saw dozens and dozens of bugs. Live Jesus. bugs. Live bugs what? feeding on his nose and sinus what? cavity. A hundred and fifty of them. Correct. Damn. <laughs> That is- <laughs> Sorry, Curtis. God, why are we? Uh, we, have, we have video, I believe. Really? Uh, or we should. There is video of it. Oh, it's, there is? Yeah, it's disturbing. Maybe Brian. Like can, microscopic bugs? Brian just regular can, bugs. Maybe Brian can find it quick and put it up. Ooh. So this uh, this was in result, the doctor believes, of uh, bad hygiene from dealing with dead fish. The guy worked oh. at a fish place. Correct. Oh. Um, and so... This would be obviously a warning to those who are working in the fish market. Wear your mask. Uh, to yeah, it's the COVID bugs. Uh, <laughs> so they were there was a oh. hundred. Did, did they start breeding? Like, did a few of them get in there and then start breeding? I or? believe that is the case. And then they were just like feeding on his mm. nasal cavity. Oh God, uh, that is gross. we can we can actually hear from Dr. Carlson uh, on Jacksonville's First Coast News. We initially attempted to try to remove these via suction with a little device, but it ended up clogging up the suction. They were they were large enough I couldn't get them through the suction. So we ended up having to remove them one by one using different instrumentation. They were up right against his skull base, right underneath the brain. Had they gone through that, it could have killed him. Damn. Yeah, that's uh, no Oof. That's no bueno. Did he not like 150 
Yeah. Like, don't you know after like the first ten, you would think you would something feel them. like my nose is acting funny here, <laughs> yeah, like it's super you, itchy. Yeah, you something. think you feel them like there was like a bug colony. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like you oh. think you feel them squirming. Oh, out. oh right. so gross. Oh, Shime, is that grossing you out on Twitch? Yeah, I saw it. It's just, like he's uh, like scrolling through the video right above me, and yeah. I just see it like ah. What is a person like? I oh never, my God! Warn I, us. I, I, oh wow. <laughs> Wow. That's graphic. Graphic warning. Please wow. don't look at that other I mean, it's medical. Yeah, it's medical. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. It's totally legal. It's just, it's uh, wow. All right, it's off. It's off. Oh, people what? are eating Ugh. breakfast. At I don't time, get, like, when people have these medical issues where it's like to the extreme, it's like, it's like, dog, what happened after the first 10 or 15? You're like, something's going on in my nose. Let me go 150? Yeah, well, guys don't like to go to the doctor. I don't care if you don't like to go to the doctor. There's got to be a certain point. (laughs) Oh, man. Those like look like uh, the little uh, larva. Yes. (laughs) Wow. Brian, you can stop. Some people are probably trying to eat breakfast. That is so disgusting. That's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. I'm amazed that he had 150 up there. Yeah. That is absolutely. Now that you see them, because I thought they were like microscopic. Oh, those are. Like don't throw them again. Yeah, <laughs> that is impressive. Curtis is yeah. literally going to vomit. Wow. I, I, the dude's like a human anteater. Right, uh, Cal uh, State uh, Irvine. Uh, all right, is that it, Shine? That'll do it for the news today, Greg. Well done, Shine. Good was job. Okay, thank you. Redemption. You didn't think Shine was going to do a no. good job? He did a pretty good he job. He made up the for news. it. Appreciate mm. it. Okay. We don't want you filling in on the bikini cam on Monday, though, Shine. <laughs> no, That's not yet. All good. Maybe in June, though. Once I've lost all this weight. That's Courtney. How did the weigh-in go yesterday? Uh, great. I had my first uh, weigh-in with Awaken. Down seven pounds. Uh, How's your swole? Wait, 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 wait. Down seven pounds in what? A week? Uh, yes, with Awaken, yeah. So what's that, like 22 pounds total? Correct. How's your swole coming? Uh, so as of right now, Wiggy, we are in the total just kind of cut phase. This is right, diet right. phase, and okay. then once once the summer comes, that's when the swole that's phase That's when begins. the bulk comes. All right, yep, that's when you. we'll design a meal plan to get me uh, bulking up and ready to run. And get on that mass gains, man. Yeah, yeah. This is Dave from Connecticut. Hello, Dave. Hey, good morning, everybody. Hey, I just wanted to chime in. The Red Sox, uh, the tick, you know, the ticket prices and things like that now. As a season ticket holder for a long time, four tickets. I, you know, I just decided not to not to redo them. I'm I'm getting badgered every day. Every single day, I get I get a call. They're desperate. There's a lot of people that are giving the tickets. If I simply did it because, yeah, you, know, you used to give them away or, or you know, some tickets, and at the end of the year, you'd have a couple games where you could make some of your money back. But yeah, you can't do it anymore. I had, I had tickets to the Red Sox Yankees in a beautiful Saturday afternoon. I had to keep taking the price down. I got $50 a ticket for it, seven rows behind the dugout. So I'm not doing it. And until they put a team together that can actually compete, a lot of people are doing the same thing. I'm not paying $15 a beer anymore. And and it's that that's what a lot of people are doing. And next week, I'm going to be down there. Wiggy, if you want a great breakfast, Sanibel Cafe on Sanibel Island. Check it Ooh, out. You'll I love Sanibel Island. That's a great spot. What's 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 it's, it's coming back strong. It really is. Sanibel Cafe is what that's called. Sanibel Cafe, yeah, okay. right on Periwinkle. Check it out. You love it. All right, you you leave smiling and happy. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it's forever. It was so hard to get season tickets, so mm-hmm. people didn't want to give them up. I don't know if the last three of four years has changed. The perspective from some who are, 
I mean, a lot of them are corporate tickets anyway, so mm-hmm. people are buying them and entertaining clients. I mean, my dad had them forever, and it was four tickets, two and two, right behind each other. Mm-hmm. And once, and those were almost always for business. And then he kept them and was able to find people. People would contact him. You know, how yeah. many tickets? Then it became a full time job because nobody wanted the seats. How many diehards are left though? You know what I mean? Or, or there's people, a lot of there's a lot of diehard. I mean, or like, people going to Fenway for the the like the Bobby night. The what's the one they're having? That the Harry Potter. Harry night. Potter. Like, are people going there for the nostalgia of Fenway? I know they're not selling out like maybe they used to, but are they still getting enough people to go where they're like, all right, whatever. You mean from a financial model point of view, is it yeah. still working for them? Yeah. yeah when you I see bet. other like ballparks, you see like Baltimore or you see like Tampa Bay. It's like three thousand people show up. Oh, it's not quite that. But no, but it, but the, I, the first they, thing to go is the secondary market softens, and mm-hmm. we've seen that, which is why all these people from out of markets have been coming in on mass getting seats. They don't have season tickets from Baltimore. They buy them like Blue Jays fans or Dodgers fans. They are whistling past the graveyard within the ownership group on Jersey Street that this is about to take a precipitous decline. If what they do this year mirrors last year, now it's four out of five years in last place, I don't know. I thought it was impossible to make the Red Sox irrelevant, but they're on their way to doing it. If they continue down this path where the fan base... It's not a great economy right now. You well, already have people struggling. You're going to spend 400 bucks to take your family to a Sox game? Yeah, I mean, I think that's why you have to appreciate the brilliance of the guy that Wiggy calls Bobby Houdini. Mm-hmm. I mean, why are the Patriots relevant right now? And what and what are we not talking about when it comes to the New England Patriots? Right. They're, they're relevant right now because of the dynasty and because they have the third pick. There's no, there's really no talk of the dysfunction mm-hmm. and no talk of what they're going to end up really being. I mean, I, it's so is that what's brilliant. coming with the the Red Sox and their Netflix thing? One looks at the '04, I believe it is World Series win, right? Is one part of the Netflix yeah. and the other one follows the 2024 season? So yeah, is that well, what they're heard, doing? I, I I thought there's only one Netflix series. I thought there was no. There's two. There's two one that's commemorating the 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 twenty. 20- 2004 Red Sox, 86-year uh, drought-breaking team. Yeah. And then there is another one that is like uh, the, this, this year. This year where they'll be following them from now through, you know, right. when they're out of contention in August. Uh. <laughs> but, but, it, but in all sincerity, I, 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 I take it personally. The Red Sox are in my blood. You, you grow up, you devote an ungodly amount of time watching this team play. And to see these people who have this position of power within the Red Sox to just be so cavalier with how just tone deaf they have been with what the fans want and just outwardly saying one thing, doing another, and then getting mad at you for pointing out the hypocrisy. But you're the minority. Don't you think you're the minority now? No, I think Red Sox fans are enraged. I see. I don't think so. I think when you look at when you look at the Red Sox fans of today, you're in the minority because when you say they're almost you okay, know, give they, us a call if you're optimistic about the Red Sox. No, 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 not, not optimistic. But I think like where. You said they're almost to the irrelevant point. Like, all right, we'll see what they are. If they don't do well, who cares? If because we didn't have high expectations. I don't feel like the 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 fan base is as um, 
hungry as maybe they are for the Patriots. Well, it's like I think it's changed. Like you could, there would be palpable excitement about the home opener right now if this were previous years. No, if this were previous years, there would be full phone lines every day going, people being apoplectic about the the Red Sox offseason. People would be lining up the phone bank right. saying, I want Sam Kennedy's head. I want Breslow's head. I, you know, That's you, why I said you're in the minority. They're, they're not like right, that no more. Because that's what they're, they're in the worst place, which is indifference. Hate is not the opposite of love. Indifference mm-hmm. and apathy are. That's where they are. The Red Sox right now have reached a level unforeseen by me and unseen by me since the 90s, since you know Carlos Quintana was playing first base. That's where they are because and, the fan base is happy enough because they've won recently enough. Right. And they are outraged at the way the team has been been run, but they don't have that energy to go after well, them because I they don't expect anything different. And now. I don't think there's as many diehards no more. I don't think there's many diehards to be calling in and, and saying, I want to see heads rolling. You know, when we when we talk about... No, I think there are. I mean, there's When somebody... we talk about New England and, and the phone lines light up to see... They want to see heads roll, whether it's Bills, whether it's Roberts... Whether it's, you because know... Because they're still emotionally invested. Right, and I just feel like today's Red Sox fans, maybe it's more of the younger generation, that their uh, um, their attention is in other places. And it's just like, all right, we go to we go to the ballpark on a nice day, we get some pitches, we enjoy... Well, I mean, I, you're also... You're irrelevant at a time when at least two other franchises in the city are relevant. So, you know, the Bruins and the Celtics, right? theoretically, both should do very really well. well very well in the playoffs. I know Scheim has completely lost faith, faith in the Bruins, but um, Scheim's lead this morning. He has them one and done again this year in the playoffs. No faith. Um, hopefully... That's not your lips to God's ears. And the biggest uh, news is that you co-signed Wiggy's take, finally. I did co-sign Wiggy's take. I think you got to trade for a, for a big, tough defenseman, and you probably need to trade Allmark. I would I would do that if I were done. It's just hard when you gave big contracts to Charlie McAvoy and Hampus Lindholm, only one of which is really living up to the, that contract at the moment. Like yeah. that's, that's what makes it difficult. Can you package Lindholm with Linus to maybe – do some things. Um, you know, I'm asking that question. You know, because yeah, if mean, you I, feel I, like I he's not living up to it, maybe you could package him and Linus and, you know, can you move on from Lindholm or is it? Well, I don't know why anybody would. Uh, his play has dropped off precipitously mm-hmm. from last season. It started in the playoffs and he hasn't come back. He's I, in I the Tom, uh, Thomas Caberlet land. Oh, right. God. Caberlet. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, we got to get to what is trending, and Shime is handling that in Courtney's absence. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now brought to you by Subaru of New England. The Bruins are out in Edmonton tonight to take on the Oilers as they kick off their West Coast road trip. Puck drop for that one is at 10. Celtics off today before they get back into action tomorrow night in Chicago against the Bulls. And Patriots great Matthew Slater has announced his retirement from the NFL after 16 seasons. In a statement sent to ESPN, Bill Belichick said that Slater deserves every accolade someone could receive. He is a -a once-in-a-lifetime person and the best core special teams player in NFL history. Also offered a discount, $10 off for his TED Talk. 
at the college <laughs> clinic. So if you want to go to Nebraska, Curtis will will head out there with you. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Trending Now is brought to you by Subaru of New England. The Subaru of New England Washington birthday sales event lasts all month long. Feel the freedom of a 2024 Subaru with symmetrical all-wheel drive. SubaruofNewEngland.com. That's what's trending. Here's Curtis with your weather. 27 degrees in Boston. Afternoon high, 39. We have set uh, parameters uh, for him, and he's operating under those parameters. And can we surmise that there is additional room from where you are now compared to the parameters that you've set? You know, I, I do not want to talk about specifics related to payroll or parameters because it, it does nothing to help us competitively. And look, I, I think the focus on, on spending is fair and reasonable. Given where we finished uh, the last couple of years, we understand there's frustration. Um, the best way to turn that frustration around is to go out and win baseball games um, and have the focus be on the team and, and our players versus where we're spending. Um, there's nothing that I can say or do at this point in the offseason that's going to make anybody feel uh, great about what's happened the last two years. So we've turned the page internally and, and, and we're moving on to 2024. Who is probably screaming more wind? I like fire up the wind <laughs> machine so they can't hear me say that we're not spending and we've given the parameter to Craig Breslow, which is you can spend no more than this. In fact, you have to reduce payroll. So we'll see. Is there any um, wonder why nobody wanted this job and that Craig Breslow, the 15th guy that was interviewed, finally accepted it? Yeah, I mean, I feel like Heim Bloom kind of got a raw deal. Like he came in here and did what they wanted him to do, right? And then he got shown the door. I mean, I, I and why I, wouldn't you keep Heim Bloom? This is what he was good at. Like, <laughs> why'd you fire him if you were just gonna do less in free agency? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Um, this is Max from Westfield. Hey, Max. Hey, how we doing? Uh, I, I listen to you guys every day on the way to my work. Um, Thank you. I just want, I'm a younger fan. I'm uh, 25, and I, you know, I remember all the runs they had. And I think a lot of kids my age. I have four friends that are uh, fanatics, and we're, we're we're pissed off. You know, I think it's it's ridiculous that they're not willing to put money into the team after you know years of being successful. It's being that as a way to win. And the Devers was very clear yesterday talking about how you know. All they need to do is add pitching, and I think that was very clear. Yeah. So, you know, I think we have some fans that are pissed off. Yeah. I mean, I I think you probably heard what the mantra is going to be, which is we have to do it on the field, so we're not going to say anything about it until – we see whether this team is winning or losing ball games. I guess. But the um, job of the owner and the front office is conducted – the majority of that job is in the offseason. We all are in the trade deadline, but – they have not done their job. The players then have their job to do. You know, we all remember, you know, the Red Sox in 04 had a, a stretch of 80 games where they were 500. Nobody was blaming everybody. They were blaming the players. Hmm. And, and so if you build a good roster and the roster fails, you blame the manager and the players. If you build a bad roster and you don't spend, that's on the front office. I mean, is there any expectation from your perspective that Alex Cora is here? After this season? Zero chance. 
Absolutely. Zero. We were down there, and I talked to him. He looked like senior spring. He's ready to go. He's going to say the right things. He's going to put a happy face on it. And, you know, in his heart, I think he feels like he owes it to this crew that gave him another shot to, mm. to manage through the season. But he, the second that final game's over in 162, he's out the door. He's out yeah. the door. And he seems like he's kind of wants to do it in a very, uh, a very nice way. Because right. even with the, the audio that we played with Raphael Devers um, and him talking, and, you know, Devers kind of complaining about what was going on and, you know, his dislike for not signing, Cora was just like, hey, you know, that's the he, he's becoming a leader. Right. And there was, Happy that he was talking. Yeah, there was no like, okay, Cora, well, how he, do you feel? He certainly didn't. He could have said, appreciate what Rafi said, but I disagree. I think, you know, I, I think we made some interesting moves and we're going to be competitive. He's not saying that. No, so. he's just like, I think like Curtis said, he's just, you know what? He's not going to let anything bother him. He seems like he's going to just be happy-go-lucky and going to manage the team and not not complain of anything. And oh, we got to do this, we got to do that. I don't like what we're not doing. I think it's and it's also Belichickian in a way because he got rid of the big pain in his ass, which is Verdugo, right. so he doesn't have to worry about when he's arriving. Like he does, it's more low ma- low maintenance guys. This is Braden. What's up, Braden? Hey, how you doing, guys? Good. Yeah, I just think it's a hard to root for a team, you know, other than the players. But when the owners just lie to you, you know, in the in the offseason, they're like, hey, we're going to open up the budget. We're going to let loose. We're going to spend big money. And then it's just like, all right, three months go by, and they've done nothing. You know, it's really hard to root for a team day in and day out, 162 games, when the ownership completely lies to all the fan base. And, uh, yeah, how, I want Bra- to. Braden, how old, how old are you? Tw- 20 years old. Okay. So. I mean, that that to me, you were talking about it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's – so you want to be a Red Sox fan. You are, you're a baseball fan, Braden, at 20 years old. That's oh, what big, that's, that's, big time. That's what they want and what they need, and they're not doing it oh, for big, you. big time. Yeah. All, right, all my friends, too, they feel the same way. It's like mm-hmm. they just fly straight to your face. They say one thing, do another. It's like – and then like, with Cora, like the one guy who probably – you need to keep. He's probably going to be gone, like you were saying. Yeah. So. Yeah. Interesting. But but that's what they have. The Red Sox have an advantage over every other team here in that there is an ingrown relationship between everybody, <laughs> even non-sports and, and sports fans. That sounds like a toe issue. Well, uh, ingrained. Well, <laughs> like this is an ingrown toenail. Well, Sam, Kennedy, <laughs> inbred. Sam Kennedy reverse, refers to me as an abscessed tooth. But... Uh, no, but it's like you 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 want to like them. You want to have a gorgeous summer day, go to Fenway, have a couple pops, and watch the team win. They have done this. Two things they've done recently that have just totally self-inflicted wounds. One, I can't envision a scenario by which the Red Sox exist without Xander Bogarts. When, in reality, they made the right decision. Xander Bogarts was not worth the long-term extension that he got with the Padres. Devers over Bogarts made sense. Bogarts is already being moved to second base in year two with the Padres. Yeah. If they had just been direct, that wouldn't have been an issue. And the second one is full throttle. Like, it, I'm sorry, fan, the fan base was ready to blame Heimbloom for the lack of spending, and they were going to say, okay, here's an offseason. Jordan Montgomery, bring in three to four guys, and let's get back to contention. And the Red Sox would have been in a far different position. 
But now it's clear Heim Bloom was just doing what he was told to do. Yeah, Sam Kenny should go Bill Belichick and be like, listen, it hasn't been so thin around here for the last 20 years. Well, you always argue that. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, I, I get I don't, a, I don't know. This team has been. I don't know why you're so willing because, to accept like, uh, well, mediocrity. It, well, it's no, weird. no, it's not mediocr- mediocrity. It is. It they is. went, and I would say they were, med- they were middle of the pack last year when it came to payroll. I think they were like 13th. But this team has always been in the top 10 in payroll since John Henry be- took on ownership of this baseball team. Yeah, so and they're not anymore. And, you and see they have that, one bad year, and it's yeah, like... What do you mean one bad year? And I think they Curtis had, brought this... No, 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 no. I'm saying one bad year in the sense of Curtis brought this up, I think. The Patriots are over a 10-year period or something like yeah, that. dead last. Dead last in spending. Yeah. Dead last. Here's a team that's I, been at the top correct, of the league in spending. But you're not... You're, why are you not talking about that? Why are we not talking about that? Talking about because what? we're not talking about it because of the dynasty, <laughs> because they released the dynasty. No, like, we don't talk about I, it because they win. Uh, the Patriots win. Well, the Patriots were winning. That's well, why we didn't talk they, about. They are in a similar. I've been in a similar situation. But we, the they, fans they, were they like, haven't won a playoff game. Patriots haven't won a playoff game in five years. Yeah, since uh, the Super Bowl Fifty Three. Yeah, and the the fans the fans have when and I think Curtis has been on point with it as far as not spending money, but the fans have been like, well, well, they're winning, and then they're winning in the sense where they're competitive. That's the difference where I think the Red Sox have taken a step back these past couple of years because other than the year where they made it to the uh, uh, not the ALCS, but they uh, what was what was the Red division Sox, around? Red Sox no, they, or Patriots? Was it the Red Sox? Was ALCS. It, no, okay, they, the made ALCS. It, they made it to the ALCS. Yeah, two years. And ago. I think that deceived them into believing that they can do that with less payroll and one essentially one star, one Devers. I believe Sam Kennedy mm-hmm. on the field after they beat the Rays said that this validated their yes, plan. It did, and then it, right. it didn't. Uh, this is Phil from New Hampshire. Hello, Phil. Hey, good morning, everybody. What's up? Um, what's wildly frustrating about this, and I really truly believe we have the most passionate baseball fan base in the country, is, uh, you know, like right now, they could flip a switch and say, you know what, we could change all of this right now. Here's Jordan Montgomery. Here's yeah. Blake Snell. You have two pitches to inject into the staff. Your whole outlook on the season changes. The fans have something to be happy about. But no, screw us. It's one That's move. Frustrating. And never mind the fans, your superstar would be happy clearly if you did something. So it'd be nice, wouldn't it? I, like you got Devers begging you to do something and saying, acknowledging that this is the second year in a row where they want Wiggy's missing the point that, you know, it's only been a year difference between when the Red Sox last won and the Patriots last won. Right, right, um, right. I know he's making it seem like uh, there's a big, there's a big barren, a big difference in that. But the reality is, is like, we have a great coach. I really think Alex Cora is a great coach. We have a passionate fan base. I mean, even if you want to sell the team, you don't have to sign these guys the 10 year contract. They're hanging around in spring right now. Just give people what give people something. Give Devers something. Give anybody something. I guarantee you, Devers right now is just like Cora deep down inside and regretting signing to this. This is terrible. Nobody wants to feel hopeless. Well, Phil, there's a major difference because the Red Sox were in the ALCS two years ago, whatever it was, three years ago, where it, that would be like the Patriots being in the AFC Championship. 
There's a major difference. And, but, and the difference also was, up until now, that the, the Patriots had Bill Belichick, who spanned six championship teams. The Red Sox don't have Theo still or mm-hmm. Dombrowski. They, they didn't have a guy that you could look to and say, I, I know things are bad now, but I trust his ability to yeah. get us out of this. No, I mean, the Patriots spending, being wherever it ended up in the league, was never mentioned. Until three years ago? Two not year, only that, two years fans ago, would be mad at me for ripping the team for not spending, they, which is backwards. Because they delivered results, and you always had faith. What results? You just talked about I'm they haven't about won a, Winnie, a, a Winnie, Winnie, Super Bowl Winnie, in five you're, years. You're, don't argue with me. Argue with the fans. I'm uh, just, that's what I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just, arguing with the fans. When, I, when I'm arguing, I think the fans, and I get it, uh, you think they give spoiled, more spoiled and a bunch of brats when it comes to the Red Sox. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I do. All right. You're talking about Wiggy a team. Think, if you're a Red Sox fan and you have an expectation for success, Wiggy thinks you're a spoiled brat. Because you're talking about a and team. Ken just sent me a text. We only have one credential. It's for Wiggy. No, 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 no. But I, I, I do the comparison. And you bring it up, Curtis, and yep. I'm going to ride with you. No. You're talking about a Patriots team that hasn't been good since Brady left. You're talking about a Red Sox team. They both were uh, the, the Red Sox won a World Series in 2018. They both were, the last one was in the 2018 season right. for both teams. But the difference is that the Red Sox two years ago, the 2021 season, made the ALCS, which yes, would be, they got lucky. They found lightning in you, a bottle. But if you you always you ah. and hold on you ah. Christina Aguilera what do rejoin I do? you 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 bottle rejoin. What does he always do, Curtis? He always talks about Mac Jones' rookie year and getting to the playoff, That's how that right. was successful. You're right. Yeah, you're right. But yeah. now you're knocking you're the right. Red Sox for getting to the ALCS and going, oh, it's one lucky year, but yet you're the one who's beating the drum. Look at Mac Jones' rookie year. That's success. But here's what the issue, and you're right, Wiggy, on all that. The issue is is the follow-up to the ALCS run where it was clear as day that Kyle Schwarber mm-hmm. was someone the Red Sox should retain. He was the star. We would agree the star that postseason run. Yes. Kyle yeah. from Waltham, yes. the whole thing. And they didn't even offer him anything. That I agree with and you so on that. And so that's what's happened is that they have allowed themselves to just whiff on opportunity after opportunity where the fan base, the one-game playoff against the Yankees, Fenway was as loud as it's ever been. Mm-hmm. They had that run where people were back and engaged. And they were back and engaged after they fired Heim, ready for the team to spend, and they failed. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that level that they haven't made some of those moves, but I I feel like the direction that they've they've kind of taken this new approach, especially since they got Heim, is well, we got a young talented players, and we're gonna put our trust and everything into them rather than going out there and signing big ticket free agents. Oh, okay, but you were there. Like Curtis is right. The one-game playoff with the Yankees. Mm-hmm. The, that team found a way to win. I We were all right there for it. Right. Some of us were, some of us were dancing with ourselves, if I remember correctly. <laughs> That's right. Were you, were you dancing with yourself? I, I mean, it's the only way I know how. I was dancing with myself. I mean, it was, it was like end of COVID. I mean, it could be... You couldn't sit with more than three people at, at stats, but there I was. Big black sky they had it, and they blew it. Like, the entire city was singing the same anthem. I mean, I mean uh, that, all they had to do was pay a little, like, give Kyle from Waltham a little bit of cash. Everybody would have continued dancing with themselves. I mean, 
They were right there, Curtis. This is a real banger. It is a banger. That was so fun. Yeah, Back-to-back walk-off. That was, let it breathe, let it breathe. I was not dancing alone at Courtney's wedding. I'll tell you that much. No, right. you weren't. Yeah. Uh, all right, sure we got to take a break. The song lasted longer than you. We will. Uh, really? How would you know? Um, <laughs> On the we, dance floor. I think we all heard yes. how that experience okay. went. We all know somebody came back. Somebody came back for seconds. Yes. Uh, we must take a break, but we will get to what are we doing <laughs> with Chris Curtis next? Alzheimer. <laughs> Very interesting. Apparently, men are suddenly going in a certain direction when it comes to the most popular plastic surgery procedure. And it's perfect. not the butt lift that I got. It's not It's not your butt lift. It is uh, perfect for the beach season or right. pool season. Huge. So we'll get to that coming up next. Long distance dedication. Subaru of New England text line for Courtney, who is in Florida working on her tan. You can text this show at any time on the Subaru of New England text line, which is 37937. Find your authorized Subaru retailer at SubaruofNewEngland.com. Oh, by the way, before uh, we end up the show, we were going to get to, we mentioned Santos' douche move. I have a douche move at some point. Oh, yeah. I would love a ruling on it. Okay, we could do that. Uh, We'll do that. Uh, ESPN Sean McDonald will join us in 10 minutes. So we can get to your douche move ruling at 9.30 on this morning's show. But, Shime, right now, we got to get to this. And now. What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? I mean, that's the dumbest argument right, but I've but ever heard. What are we doing? LB, what are you doing? On WEEI. What are we doing? From time to time on the show, Curtis asks a question about the point that we have reached as a society. And the question, Curtis, this morning, what are we doing with regard to what? Okay, I didn't even know there was really this big business of men's plastic surgery. Oh, we all yeah. know women, it, yeah. you know, and God bless anybody who chooses to do it. Uh-huh. But according to Dr. Mark Everett, the number one most requested new trend in male plastic surgery. Any guesses? Uh, Penis say- enlargement. That's what I would have thought. <laughs> you said that out loud. Um, Nothing wrong with that. If you got to get a little extra length of girth, whatever you need. It's fine. Whatever you need to do to, you know, whatever keeps Mrs. Wiggins happy. One Swedish made penis enlarger. (laughs) Um, So, nope, not a penis enlarger. Feet sculpting? Uh, What's that, Chime? Feet sculpting? Good guess. Something we're doing with the calves. I feel like men um, By the way, says the guy who is, and I'm proud of you, about to see his for the first time in years. (laughs) Um, But... We should really catch the reveal. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> I've seen but, my feet. Uh, Thank you. Uh, no, uh, I would say I w- my guess would be like a weight loss thing. No, the, not uh, weight loss. Like the chin reduction. Nope. That's what I want to get. I would have thought it was female breast augmentation, but male breast augmentation, not breast male nipple mm. augmentation. People really? are getting their nipples to resemble David Beckham's. Huh. And it's... Mend it uh, like Beckham. Uh, so 
I guess, oh, there, I'm watching on Twitch. All right. So I'm guessing that the attention when it comes to the nipples of David Beckham came from the Netflix documentary. Right. Very good, by the way. Okay. And so now men are flocking to the plastic surgeon mm-hmm. to get the nipples of Beckham. Right. This they doc- are tiny little things. Right. right. This doctor said it is a thing. A patient living from New York came to him just the other day saying he only wanted one thing and he wanted his nipples to look like David right. Beckham's. I don't there is not enough gin on the planet mm. to get me to walk in and tell another man I want to have another guy's nipples. Huh? Very interesting. Yeah, I mean, I what's mean, the diff with them, though? I mean, is that something that I don't know because I'm not – is that something that a partner would complain about? I, like, is a, is, mm. if you're a guy, have you have you had nipple complaints? Like, and do I, men I mean, have – have? I don't – I'm asking this question. Do they have big nipples? <laughs> well, I mean – Like, do they have, like, it's various, giant it's, areolas? Very, have I, you ever seen a man with giant areolas? Yeah, I mean, I, I yes. I mean, I think, oh, all, I think well, they, there's all sizes. I was <laughs> asking the question. I, I thought that, most I would, men's nipples would, were small. I would say there's all sizes. See, uh, I didn't know that. I thought most yeah. man nipples I, I, were small, like, you know, relatively dime nickel size. I didn't think that – Men even have. Well, like, I mean, listen. You spent uh, most of your life in the shower with other men. Did yeah. you not notice the size of their nipples? Oh, well, I generally try to keep a good eye to eye contact. But I know women's <laughs> women uh, women's women's nipples generally range in all different types of sizes. <laughs> meet me at my eye level. We literally begin as yeah. Okay. Where I feel like men generally nickel dime. I didn't know that it was possible for a man to even have well, if you see giant the, nipples. If you see the nipples of Beckham, this you know they are tiny little things. But I thought that's so what that's, most guys that want. That is probably what most men want, I guess. All right. How much is that procedure, Curtis? Uh, it's several thousand dollars. I'm trying oh. to find the exact number, but there it is go. an absurd amount of money to do something that seems so like it's got to be massively painful. Yeah. Yeah, well, because if you want to go Beckham size, I guess you'd have the to reduction. shrink it yeah, down, shrink right? The nipple. Yeah, you, know, you have. To, what you probably got to do is take the current nipple off, right? And oh, then gosh. do a smaller one. Jeez. All oh, right. Well, you. Curtis, thank you. Look, thank you. That is what are we doing here on the Greg Hill Show on WEI? And up next, we will talk with ESPN Sean McDonough, who will be doing baseball games again for us this season. Thank goodness. On the Shaw's and Star Market Red Sox Radio Network all across New England. And Raphael Devers spoke yesterday and said that this team needs to do more. They know what they did. The ownership knows what they need. So do some of the players. And we'll see what Sean thinks about that and other things coming up next. One thing, based on the rapid-fire mid-air text messages which are arriving on the group chat, there is at least one infuriated JetBlue customer about to land in Florida, and he is having none of it from the listener who checked in earlier this morning to get a douche move ruling. So we may hear from him or his wife by the end of the show. 
I, I am I am thinking. Maybe. Maybe. And I just found the text that sent it in, so I'm sending Courtney the rat. If they wanted to know the person who On the flight, they want to know who the rat is on the flight? Oh yeah. my wow. god. That could be that could there could be one of those Keep your uh, sources, Curtis. What, what, there, you know what happens to snitches. Ooh, especially uh, on an I, airplane. I, that, that could be Sato <laughs> might take off his sweater cape. Yeah, I feel like the next never mind being banned from a bar at Okimo yeah. or wherever, I feel like uh, Courtney could be banned from uh, air, an entire yes. airline. She put a tread lightly. Gotta I mean, be careful. She already can't go in Capitol Grill. <laughs> you know she can't go in that one spot, like you just said. I mean, you want to be, you yeah. don't want to be banned from this airline. I mean, uh, damn, girl. Um, Sean McDonough is brought to you by Catch's Law Group, New England's injury pros. Set up a free consultation when you visit catcheslaw.com. and he joins us this morning on the Harbor One Hotline. Hey, Sean. <clears throat> Well, that's the good morning. That's the problem, I guess, when you don't listen. As you know, usually I like to listen for a while before I come on for these segments. But yeah. I haven't been listening, so now I'm just totally wondering what that meant. I'll make you know, the whole cl- Jetsu thing. Make it Courtney. clear. Is uh, there a Reader's Digest version for those yeah, of us? Who- yeah. Uh, Courtney and Santo are heading to Florida. Uh, we will join them next week for three shows at JetBlue Park, but they're taking a few days off, and apparently. Uh, well deserved. Uh, what? Thank you. Uh, when uh, boarding so the I plane meant for her oh. to get away from you guys is basically <laughs> what I meant. When boarding the aeroplane, Santo immediately deposited his carry-on in the first overhead bin, while they happened to be seated mid uh, mid plane. Mm. So uh, they took up the bin. Wow. Of an, they took up the bin of another. Now, that, they were among the earliest people on the plane and did that? Apparently, yes. They jumped the line. Uh, there were other overhead bins available. That That is, I, I, we really need a ruling on whether that's a douche move or yeah. not. I mean, <laughs> it really is. I total mean, douche move. Right. <laughs> Don't get no douchier than that. No. Uh. <laughs> that, that, and, some, and there is a rat. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, now, I understand if they make the announcement, you know, and all the overheads are pretty much full. So, you know, if you see a place where you can put your bag, put it there. That yeah. sometimes happens. Yeah. But, yeah, I see that. You know, I, I think I fly about as much as anybody, and I, I see that one all the time. The I'm just going to put my my uh, bag in the first overhead bin that I can, regardless of where I'm sitting or how full they are or aren't. Total douche move. Raphael wow. Devers spoke to the media yesterday, speaking of Fort Myers. Excellent and, segue. Um, expressed a little, fr- <laughs> little express, expressed a little frustration with ownership. Um, mm-hmm. Do you? Uh, I, first of all, I'm glad. That, douche move. I'm, I'm glad that somebody spoke up and said something. Yeah, it wasn't just him. If what I read, you know, Kenley Jansen basically said a similar thing. You know, if, uh, I think he said it to Bradfoe, didn't he? If yeah. the uh, article I read is crediting the right person, Jansen yeah. said he was on the impression, you know, the first year here they would try to be competitive, and then the second year, which would be this year, is, you know, when they were going to take the big step forward. So apparently he was led to believe uh, when he came here that full throttle was going to happen. So uh, it's I totally understand, you know, when you – are on a team and you know your team isn't good enough and you know what the flaws are and you know that they had the entire offseason to do it, to address those, and they didn't, I think anybody would be frustrated. You want to win. And these guys know they don't have a really good chance to win. Now, they could catch lightning in a bottle in 10 different ways and everything could come together. And you know, maybe they're a surprise playoff contender. But I think they're saying 
what they're saying right now because they know as they're constituted right now they don't have real a realistic chance to do that. Sean, just your perspective, is there any way that this is a precursor to a sale or is that just wishful thinking by me? Oh, I don't think so. I'd be surprised. I think they, you know, I think they're accumulating teams. You know, it's almost as if they're trying to see how many different sports enterprises they can be a part of. You know, they just added the golf. And, uh, you know, there's, there have been a lot of rumors around for a few years that they're looking for an NBA team. You know, in addition to, you know, obviously the Penguins and the Red Sox and Liverpool and involvement in auto racing and that sort of thing. So, no, I, I can't see them giving that up. I would assume this is still a moneymaker for them, you know, unless they want to use the proceeds from a sale to buy something else. But I have not heard that. I'd be very surprised. I think they really enjoy being the owners of the Red Sox. Sean, I understand, like, you know, coming from the world of sports, like, all right, you need some help. But generally when you got guys on your team saying that, I feel like there's got to be some friction in the clubhouse when you got people talking about basically the starting pitching, so not being up to par. So how do you think guys like Pavetta, Crawford, or, you know, Bale feel when they're looking and they're hearing their teammates talk about, well... We have no faith in this rotation. Right, so there has to be some friction there. To give Devers credit, he didn't specifically say starting pitching, did he? I mean, I think he said everybody knows what we need. So I think he was trying to be... I think that's the reason he phrased it that way, right? Sean, but if you're driving around on three wheels and everybody go and you say to everybody, I think everybody knows what we need, and they know that you need a fourth wheel, isn't it kind of easy to point to the pitching staff? Especially starting well, we pitches? we had this conversation last year, didn't we? You know, when yeah. Alex said the roster is the roster. Yeah. And, he, and I got in trouble with him because, you know, Greg made it a big deal on the show to replay my comments 72,000 times. <laughs> sorry about Even that. Even though Alex wasn't aware of it until he heard it a few days later driving his daughter to the airport. Um, but, you know, he didn't say Nick Pavetta's not good enough or – Garrett Whitlock's not good enough, or you know he. So, you know, I think there's actually some cover for them to, there too. If we want to get into the specifics, you know, he could easily pull one of them aside. I didn't mean you. You're excellent. You know, we we got a great chance when you pitch. It's the other slappies. The um, so nah, and I I understand your point, and I did think of that when I first heard it, but I think he was non-specific enough. I can't imagine that it's going to be a problem uh, in the clubhouse. Sean, you know. I think if they were having an honest moment, the starting pitchers would right, know right now collectively they're not good enough. Mm. Sean, one of those starting pitchers is Brian Bayou. Uh, Ken refers to him as Baby Pedro. Some do as well. And good news for the Red Sox, according to Chris Cotillo, that there had been extensive engagement between Bayo's representatives and the Red Sox on an extension. And when asked if a deal was close, Brian Bayo replied with Spanish's Maso Menos, which is more or less. So maybe that'll be the big news today to get people in a better mood. Yep, and that's a good, that'd be a good thing. You know, it's always good when you keep good players around for the long haul. But, you know, it, uh, to me, I was thinking about this morning when you guys were talking about Devers and reading about what he said. You know, why give him all that money if you're not going to put a good enough team around him? You know what yeah. I mean? It's just, right. it's, you know, and it, and as some baseball people have said to me, they gave him $300 million, but they wouldn't give it to Mookie Betts. 
Um, so, you know, I, I don't know. Why, why go halfway there, right? If you're going to give him the money, build the team around them, uh, around him. And they haven't done it. But it just it's, feels like half measure. I totally half- understand the frustration on, on Devers' part, the other players, the fan base. You know, it's, it's, it's understandable, especially when you say we're going to go full throttle. You know, don't raise everybody's expectation and lead them to believe you really are going to try to build a, a good team around Devers and the other guys who are here and then not do it. Do you believe that they thought they were going to spend? So when Henry or, I mean, sorry, when Warner said that, that he believed that there was going to be cash to spend on this team and that something happened? Because if you're going to say that knowing nothing is going to happen, it's really, really foolish. Well, you know, I, I don't know why he would say it if he didn't mean it. I mean, you know who the free agents are who are out there, what the likely market is going to be for those guys. Or you know, you know you, what you think you might try to do in trades, who might be targets based on who might be available and what you're willing to give up. So you should know the landscape. So, you know, it's hard to say we're going to go full throttle. Well, never mind. We didn't realize it was going to cost us money to go full throttle, so we changed our mind. Um, you know, there are still free agents out there. So, you know, it's, who would help them? I think Jordan Montgomery in particular, if he's still available, unless yeah. he was – Signed overnight. No, he's um, available, and he's here in Boston. Yeah, yeah, I've been hearing and reading that too. So, um, you know, it's 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 frustrating for sure. All right. Well, you uh, will, are you doing any spring training games, or you make your you 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 show up regular season on WEI? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, I'm. I will not be doing spring training games. <laughs> uh, I. <laughs> I will show up during the regular season Excellent. for a predetermined number of games. Very grateful to Mike Thomas and Ken Laird for working around some of my other conflicts to put the schedule together. But well, uh, I hope to be there for at least 20 and um, hopefully they're meaningful, exciting, competitive games involving a playoff contending team or two, preferably two. And, but at least one, and you're wearing be, the Red Sox uniforms. You're going to be right there next to a, a, a baseball Hall of Famer in the form of Joe Yes, Stigley. and well-deserved. Mm. And that probably hasn't gotten enough conversation this winter. Uh, that was awesome. I, I, the, Dave O'Brien sent us a text message saying, you know, our boys in the HOF, and I almost started projectile sobbing. I was so happy for Joe because, you guys know, you know, he's the nicest guy on the planet, and – I don't think it would mean more to anybody uh, than it does to Joe. And, uh, you know, that's forever. I mean, he's in the Hall of Fame forever. And it's always a treat to sit next to him and broadcast those games, regardless of how it's going. And it will be again this year. And it's a treat mostly because he's a delightful person to be around. But uh, also to know you had a chance to call games with one of the all-time greats is really special. Sean, as and I always. like Will Fleming a lot too. Yes. So there you go. <laughs> yes, yes, and Lou. Yes, and Lou. Whoever else Thank shows you. up. And Lou. Yeah. All right. Well, we will. And uh, Lou. Yeah. Thanks. Fun. Thanks for taking the time this morning, and we will check in again That's next it? week. That's I mean, yeah. I figure with no McCordy, I I get more time. Well, you can right? hang on. I mean, what, what? You want to hang on during the break, and uh, we could do another. No, break. I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's a douche move, right there. Asking no, for more no, time. I, no, I, 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 
No, you don't want me to. You're, you're already giving me the bums rush off here. So. Listen, I'm on a tight schedule around here. Somebody has to be the captain of this ship. All right, Meritech. Well, you're, you're on a tight schedule, except when it comes to starting this, I think, soon-to-be award-winning segment at 9 o'clock. Right. All right, we'll get right back to that next time. All right, thank you, Sean right. McDonough. There he is. You got it. Have the, a great day. The great Sean McDonough of ESPN and... The Shaw's Star Market, WEI, Red Sox Radio Network. Here is Shime with what is trending this hour. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEI. Trending now, brought to you by Lee County Visitors and Convention Bureau. The Bruins are out in Edmonton tonight to take on the Oilers as they kick off their West Coast road trip. Puck drop is at 10 p.m. Celtics off today before they get back into action tomorrow night in Chicago against the Bulls. Patriots great Matthew Slater has announced his retirement from the NFL after 16 seasons. In a statement sent to ESPN, Bill Belichick said Slater deserves every accolade someone could receive. He is a a once-in-a-lifetime person and the best core special teams player in NFL history. And uh, interesting note, too, for you, Greg. The College Football Board of Managers unanimously approved a model that will guarantee the five highest-ranked conference champions inclusion in the expanded Mm. 12-team field this fall, along with the next seven highest-ranked teams. All right, Wiggy, you get what you want. Uh, Right. And just a little bit of the 5-7 rule, I saw it, right? So what are the five conferences? Uh, The Pac-12. No more Pac-12. Okay, Big Ten, SEC, right? ACC, uh, Big Twelve, Big Twelve. That's it. So there's no really no more. So is that next conference? Is it the AAC? The is, MAC? Is it the MAC? Is the 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 Sun Belt? I just I'm wondering what how they view because normally we think of the Power Five, right, but right. now because there's no real Pac-12 yeah. no more. Right now uh, that UCLA is in the Big Ten. Right, and basically Arizona and Arizona State, the majority of them are now in the Pac-12 along with Colorado, uh, excuse me, the Big 12, how they play that fifth conference. Great, now I have to have a Big Mac for lunch. (laughs) Wiggy would love one of those. Oh, I love those. Uh, Trending now. (laughs) Those things are like crack. I could. Al- I, you are a Big Mac. I get one sitting. How many? I, if I like said, all right, I'm not going to eat. Yeah, like I feel 24 like four hours. You went without. How many could you put down in one sitting? Uh, one sitting, I probably could do six. What? I was going to say seven. So yeah. Nah. That's all right, right, let's do it tomorrow. Big Mac off. Okay, like, because you could do six. You could do a half dozen Big Macs in one sitting. Because you got to understand, oh, yeah. the Big Macs are not. Super filling. Yes, they are. No, they're not. <laughs> when you eat a Big Mac, if you just go like if you go Big Mac, that's twelve burger patties. Right, I but- love Greg's contortions on his face <laughs> when it comes to food. There's As no somebody way- who's a Big Mac eater, if you just went Big Mac, no fries, no drink, you could easily eat two and, and still feel like, oh, I could yeah. probably put put a. They're not like a a heavy type of sandwich. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you, um, Shime. Appreciate that. Oh, there's Mac. Yeah. Uh, real weather. quick. Oh. Uh, Red Sox fans, it's time for spring training in Fort Myers. Cheer on your favorite team at JetBlue Park. Then explore the islands, beaches, and neighborhoods between games. Tickets for spring training are on sale now. Start planning at visitfortmyers.com. Here's Curtis with your weather. 31 degrees, partly cloudy sky, afternoon high of 38. I'm worried about Shime. Worried. Working hard and losing weight. 
And during the break, he, he started a discussion with Wiggy Hot Mike about how six Big Macs in one sitting was the floor. Yeah, absolutely. Not the ceiling. No, no, no. I, I, I feel like the temptation to go back to your old ways is, is looming in your mind. <laughs> no, Greg, I have done an excellent job. I was at uh, a hockey uh, hockey game over the weekend. People sitting in front of me, chicken fingers and fries, didn't budge. All I got was a bottle of water. Uh-huh. I, I am I'm just in, I'm currently in the stage of food lust. Uh-huh. Right. So I'm just simply from afar lusting after food, but I, I, haven't, I right. haven't touched a right. single thing. So I, you're going to be able to maintain the look but don't touch attitude correct. when it comes to big. To Big Macs and other kind of delicious items. Correct. Have you ever seen a transformation occur so rapidly in how someone talks about themselves in the third person? <laughs> no, I, I didn't say Chris I or Shime. I, I, I didn't talk. No, about I mean like when that. you talk about like your fat days. Oh yeah, like those were not That's like true. a decade ago. <laughs> uh, you know, it feels like an eternity. Ago. I know what you've done, with Shime. I feel your pain. Mm-hmm. It is the lusting era that really is the most difficult. <laughs> but if yeah. you can get through the lusting pot. You're on. You're on your way. That's that is it, the yeah. that is the the most difficult part of the diet is the lusting part. It's like mm. I oh, still man. don't think there's any way possible that you could put down six Big Macs. Yeah, in one they're sitting. not. They're not like very filling. Greg. There's three pieces of bread in them. I know, but I, I if if you, the, why do you think Big Mac used to do? Shaman and I were talking about this. They used to have buy one Big Mac, get one Big Mac free, because they know that you could easily put down. You know, Big Macs, they're not, very, they're not like a, a filling sandwich. Uh-huh. So if you save up your hunger and don't eat nothing, mm-hmm. you know, Sham says maybe even you get a little bit, you know, you're feeling good a little bit, you get a little buzz on, mm-hmm. and you save your hunger, you could easily do that. I've eaten two Big Macs like, oh, that was easy. I could go for a third. Have yeah. they changed the chicken nugget recipe? I took James there about a month or two ago. And it was not what I remembered as a chicken nugget. Really? I'm not really Maybe sure. Maybe it could have just been the location. I, yeah, I'm sure McDonald's yeah. is a great place. But Locale just, is key, though, yeah, when it true. comes to any fast food joint. Yeah. Locale is key. McDonald's fries, though, there is no company that has the absolute top of the market item that has sustained itself in the way in which the McDonald's fry has endured the test of time. Well, speaking of the test of time, Brees Hill will argue till the end of time that the single greatest hangover cure in the world is the Fountain Diet Coke or Fountain Coke from McDonald's. 100%. I attest to that. Really? Yeah, yeah, always. Uh, Ever since I was in college, any time that I have been hungover, that's all I want is a fountain soda. Generally, specifically from McDonald's. Did not know that. But yeah, locale is key, Curtis, so I think it's really about where you're going. I I generally stay away from fast food joints in the hood because they never do the food right the way I like it. Try to go to the rich rich places. Yeah. How many calories would the six Big Macs that you would consume uh, result in? Well, the average Big Mac is probably going to run you about 530 calories, somewhere <laughs> in that range. You're like so, Rain Man. It's 563. 563. That is amazing. You don't know the name of our traffic manager here <laughs> at WEI, but you know, so it's 530? For 563. The, so 563. I, yeah, I know it was like okay. around 550, so, so do the math. Yeah, What's so that? That would be over 3,000 yeah. calories. Yeah. Yeah. And if you if you about, go about, about thirty four hundred calories, something like if that. If you go along if you go let's say you go the good portion of the day and you don't eat nothing, so you get to that hunger point where you're like, Man, I'm starving mm-hmm. then I think it's easy to do that. Uh huh. 
I have to say yeah. that that you're right about that. The the Needham Center McDonald's, the best in the world. See, just absolute gold. It's all about golden the, arches. And all gold. about locale. All right. Well, Courtney is off for the next couple of days. She is in Florida. Uh, her husband accused of a douche move on the plane this morning. Uh, he apparently is is somewhat worked up about that, and maybe rightly so, if it wasn't a douche move. So I'm anticipating that if they land before we end the show, that we will hear from Santo and he can defend himself. Speaking of that, you had a, a leftover douche move ruling that you required, Curtis. Is that correct? Yes, please. Okay. All right. And now, another episode of Douche Move. Ha, what a douche. Okay. Curtis needs your help. Uh, douche move ruling required. Okay. I know, I, I know I've talked about it a couple times. I'm a new dad. Yeah. And All right. uh, James and I were grabbing a bite to eat. At Tate. Oh, excuse in the seaport. me. Oh, in the seaport. Oh. Yep. James loves the fresh mozzarella press with chicken. Okay. And uh, you, as if you don't know, Tate is sort of like a cafeteria style. You wait in line, you get mm-hmm. your order, and then they give you a little placard with a number, which will the server will bring you your food wherever mm-hmm. you're seated. How long can one remain at a table in a generally relatively casual atmosphere this is not you know abe and louis okay before it is rude to Mm. those that are waiting because Mm. we stood there for about 20 minutes people seeing that i'm holding my son Uh who is a rambunctious year and a half kid and they're just checking their emails doing whatever for 30 effing minutes and i had the eye contact a couple times and i get it there were other families no big deal but how long is too long? How long does it become a douche move mm. for you to remain seated after you have finished consuming your coffee and your food? So, were, they, were they seated by themselves, these people? No, nope, they were, they were, you would have thought they were by themselves. Everybody mm-hmm. just sitting there knee-deep in their own phone. But so if it's were, a cafeteria-style place, right. and I'm... It's not cafeteria. Style. Maybe like a Panera Bread where you right, put... Exactly. Okay. Pate's yeah. owned by Panera. Yeah, so yeah. where they come, they bring you a little mail yeah. out. You, so... As soon as your mail hits the table, you got 25 minutes to eat. Perfect. 25 to eat. Right. You know, because it's generally it's not a big plate. You know, no. you're not getting this giant meal. And that. And... No, no. If it's like a Panera Bread style of place where I you mean, got the little not, thing. It, like, no disrespect, but it's not the King of England who's walking into the place. Like, I mean. No, no, no. Those, but you those... got. 25 those, those people are there first enjoying their food and got, the conversation no I, no no you got 25 minutes they're, to under eat. Any, they're not under under what everybody should vacate their seat when chris curtis arrives no, after, would be nice after you're finished eating you have a 15 minute window to be done conversating Go to emails, the restroom, you got restroom of time. whatever you need to do because it's not really um if i'm following this type of place it's not really a Sit down restaurant. We mm. come, we eat, we take our five, eight, ten, twelve minutes mm. after we're done eating. Boom. We maybe take our trays up, dump them in the little thing, leave them there. It's like a shake shack. Exactly. Mm. It's Boom. it's like an upscale food court at a mall where you bring your food, you got sit you. down, you eat it, and you leave. You got you got thirty you got twenty five minutes to eat. If you're a slow eater, I'll give you a five-minute grace period, thirty I minutes. Don't, I don't know that most people in the Twitch chat agree with you, Curtis. Oh, they what don't a shock. 
They feel like you may be perpetrating the douche move by expecting people to get up and move for you. Of course. If I were sitting there and I didn't have a kid and I saw a guy with a young child, I would say, oh, have a seat. Right. Especially when you're done eating too. Right. You feel like an a-hole. Yeah. When when you're done eating in those places, when I'm done eating in like those style of places, I generally kind of be like, all right, it's time to go because I know other people are sitting and waiting because I would be sitting there looking at them like, you a-hole, get up. Stop chatting it up. Pat's, got... Pat's fan five zero three in the Twitch chat. You can watch this show on Twitch every day. Thank you to those of you who do. It is presented on Twitch by Elite Vodka. Please enjoy Elite Vodka responsibly. Pat's fan five zero three. The question is: Before you had James, would you have moved for somebody in that situation, Curtis? Would you have even noticed? Absolutely. First of all, you guys know this. I don't like to sit anywhere for very long periods of time, mm-hmm. so I'm always all always looking for an out. And secondly, I just think it's karma. If I'm seated on a bus, well, I don't really take a bus. Mm-hmm. If I'm seated somewhere mm-hmm. and there's a woman in front of me that's pregnant, I say, have a seat. It's the right thing to do. If right. you're eating there, it's not like you're at a fancy steakhouse. Right, right. It's a lunch spot. There's nobody waiting there's on There's hustle and bustle. Yeah. People are going in and out. I'm with and you. It, it, it's rude. To sit there and do nothing mm. while someone is with a child trying it, to get the sandwich. It's rude, period. If, even if no, it's like a food court, right? right. We well, you know when the food courts get packed, you're looking for some place to sit down. You should just eat. And then when you're done with your eating, you got five minutes. You know, I, I had originally said 15 minutes, but it should be five, 10 minutes max. And then you clean your area and you let the next person sit. And so let the record Douche show, move. we went to the corner. Mm. Put James's food on the to go the, the food bar thing where they do the coffees. Where, and no, where yeah. they have the to go orders place. Okay, because yeah. I didn't want to be on top of anybody. Yeah, and I held James and we left. It was fine, but yeah. it was douche, douche move. Yeah, total that's douche. that's a total douche move. Yeah, this is Sean from Rhode Island. Hello, Sean. Hey guys, I'm with you. You know what, Wiggy, you're spot on. Fifteen minutes max. There's no decency left in the world. Too many people think these places are their office. Eat, <laughs> clean up, get out. Right. It's so guys. true. Well, it's spot uh, on. It is so true. People sit in like hotel lobbies right. now and they do like Zoom right. calls. <laughs> I'm serious. Have some decency. Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> how, are, saying, how are they supposed to work remotely, Curtis? Curtis if in you, your room. If you were, <laughs> if you were three inches like tall. Like the lobby isn't your conference yeah. room. <laughs> right. Maybe two inches taller and a couple net ta- a neck tattoos and some maybe a sleeve. Right. You you just pick somebody and you stare them down and let them know you got another thirty seconds. If you ain't up, we got problems. Now I'm terrified that somebody will know who I am, so I just barely look. No, at but people. you're right. Those type of places, food courts, like fast food restaurants, they're not meant for you to sit there. Eat your food, be done eating, and then have a conversation. You don't but have Curtis, a waiter. It, it, well documented. Curtis, not a tattoo guy. Like no, we, I know that. Uh, but he, I'm saying he, if he did. If he did, then he would get the seat quicker. Yeah, because he'd be more intimidating. Right? <laughs> he'd look like a biker. Yeah. I should um, get that neck tat. Yeah. By the way. A oh, full sleeve will work, I, too. I, I love a good sleeve. I know what you should get. Did you see what <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly had done? <laughs> no. What? What a goofball. I think I just, I, I know I just sent it to Brian, and he may be able to show you on Twitch the artwork that Machine Gun Kelly just had you done. You call that artwork? Oh, I, listen, I, I love tattoos, but damn, bro. I, it's nuts because. What you, in you, the hell? Are you watching? Yeah, yeah, look at that on Twitch. That is, that's his tattoo. The whole entire upper body is all black. Yeah. What? Like, it looks Isn't like. Isn't that, ink. like, cancelable? I mean, it is ink, but it's. Isn't that nuts? 
Why? Why? Yeah, it looks Why? like some type of cyborg. Yeah. It what looks like yeah, it looks like the Terminator. Yeah, like at a what weird point does cyborg. the tattoo artist have culpability in this? Nah, nah. Hey, the tattoo artist has nothing to do with it. You sit down if if somebody says, Hey, I want you to I want you to tattoo a butthole on my forehead, then you just do it. <laughs> Get paid for it. That's just I you know. Is Megan Kelly still with him? I don't I thought it Megan, Fox? Uh, Megan Fox. I, mean. I was going to say no. Megan Kelly. That would be a weird, uh, yeah. weird. I thought they broke up. Me- Megan. No, I think Megan Fox. Yeah, I know you're talking. Oh, about. Hold on, yeah. let me check. Weren't they drinking like blood or something or something here just recently? I thought they they were drinking blood. Oh yeah, at some Halloween thing, oh. they had like you know chains with he had her blood and she had his. With something oh. weird. <laughs> he went from he was like he was actually a good hip hop artist, mm-hmm. and then. I don't know where he went. Eminem dropped a couple diss line diss tracks on him, and then Machine Gun Kelly went to all because he well, was actually, it's hard to come back from an Eminem diss track. That is true. That's, I mean, really look at my man, poor Ray Benzino. <laughs> I mean, and he's falling apart on Drink Champs. But you look at like Machine Gun Kelly; he was actually like pretty good, and then he followed the route of Kid Rock, but then went. Really left. Like, at least Kid Rock kind of said, all right, I'm going to start out as a rapper. I'm going to get in a rock and maybe country, and then that's where I'm going to land. Machine Gun Kelly, I don't know where he is now. They're apparently still together, but working through things, right. are, uh, but it has been difficult to get along. When it comes to Tate yeah. and that type of experience, this is an interesting point from a texter on the Subaru of New England text line. A bigger douche move is two people dining in that type of establishment together and one goes and grabs a table before the other one has even ordered. That is... Do you agree with that? Faux pas. That, that is not acceptable. Selfish. Totally selfish. Like, everybody orders, then you get a seat when your food is available. You don't go and steal the seat before you've even ordered. Oh, uh, okay, so it's and not like, like a food Like, Paramount court. and Southie is a great example of this. They have a similar style, and it works. You wait in line. Yep. You put your order in. Yep. Then you sit down, and as the process, it's like, it, it just works. People will constantly mm. try and sit first. And it, that's the other thing that always gets me. It's like, you, what, everybody else doesn't want to sit? You're the only person that needs a chair? You're the only one that, like, oh, we're all waiting in line to order before we sit. We didn't realize you could do it. It's like the guy that goes in the left lane that you can't pass on from the pike that, that just goes. It's like just passes you to the left. Oh, we're just sitting here waiting in line because we're morons. Your time is valuable. Our time isn't. <laughs> well, I am a breakdown lane driver, so I don't know oh, if you're okay. talking about that. But I've never been to this Tate's place. But I, I'm with you that the those fast food type of joints, they should be 30, 30 minutes right. to eat and you should be getting the hell out and of there. And if it's not full, who cares how long you right. sit? But if yeah. people are trying to find a table, it's just douchey. All right. So uh, in general, I think most agree with you, Curtis. Thank you. Uh, that is an actual you know, official douche move. You know who they're like, those people? I guarantee you those are the same people that sit in the damn parking spot when they know you're waiting oh. to turn in. And it's <laughs> it's like they... you. They're like going over their receipts in the car. Receipts. Or they, they gotta load the stuff in the trunk. They gotta get. Well, that's okay. Putting the stuff in the trunk. No, but I there's a there's but a way it, you do it. The guy that asked about if I was polite to others prior to James, I pride myself. If somebody's trying to get my car, my parking spot, I'm leaving the store. Mm. I am in and out in five seconds. Yes, I want that guy to say thank you. Right. We're yes. on our way because that's karma. Yes, we <laughs> have we have learned that you are polite in all things, including sex. Right. Well, I'm a virgin. <laughs> but yes, polite sex is your thing. Right. 
Courtney says that. That's All right. Awesome. Will we will we hear from Santo before the show ends? I hope so. Maybe. Gresham Foyer coming up at 10. We'll be right back. You have to let that rock out Lots to talk about with those guys, including Rafael Devers, suggesting that the Red Sox know, Red Sox ownership knows what their issue is and did nothing in the offseason to address that. Uh, what else? Jason Tatum says he's the best player in the NBA currently, mm-hmm. and Wiggy agrees. Yeah, Curtis is right, though. He has to win a championship if you're the best player on the best team. You got to be the guy that is able to take this team over the hump, you know, and um, that's kind of what, you know, you start to look for with him, for him to take that next step to, you know, what that next step into being a great Celtic legend. Well, J.J. Redick, I think, said yesterday that that they have the best three in the NBA in the form of Kristaps Porzingis and um, I might I might agree with that. So pretty cool uh, if yeah. it's true that Tatum is the best player in the NBA, and maybe he is. If true, that would really continue the Boston tra- sort of trajectory here of having at least one player that is the best at what they do in their respective sport for like over a generation. Mm, yeah, you had Brady yeah. forever. Yeah, before Brady had Pedro. Yeah, you know now you have you know Tatum in the right. '80s. You had Bird. Right. I mean, for pretty yeah. pretty lucky in terms of. Being able to at least call one. Would you put like Bergeron in that category? I don't think he's the best. You got to be the best player. No, I was. I mean, you you left you left that guy off the list. It's Bergeron. It's Patrice. But he's but Curtis said he's not on that list. He's not the best player in the NHL. Yeah. Oh, okay. Say the best. McDavid. Yeah, you're saying the best player in their respective sport. Okay. And for me, my favorite Bruin is Bob Asenza, the goalie Bob. He's the goalie Bob. (laughs) Oh, remember now it is now uh, goalie Raisin. Right. We know that Swayman goes to him for any advice. And the biggest thing that you buried the lead that Greg Hill, after months of fighting, has now acquiesced. He is on board with Wiggy's take. It's time to trade Linus. Well. Yeah, I think he's the guy to trade because I, if you're going to be invested in Swayman yep. and you're going to you're you know going to pay him what he will deserve to make next go round, mm-hmm. then I think Shime is right. Like you can't, I don't know, you have to be a little bit panicked is not the word, but a little bit alarmed with the homestand. I think, um, and so. I don't know if I would project ahead like Shime did and say they are definitely uh, going to exit in the first round, but I, I, I just don't know what Don Sweeney thinks. I don't know if he. I mean, he's been very active, uh, hence why you have called him the Sweeneyus at times. He's been very active last few uh, trade deadlines, but I don't know how he feels this year going into it. The issue, too, though, is they're just so tight up against the cap, and unlike football, this is a hard cap. Like mm-hmm. This cap actually matters, and they are 
very tight to the cap right now. So like even if you trade Olmark, it's like okay, cool. There's five million That's bucks five to million. play with, yeah. but it's not. You're not talking like some big. You're not going to get an eight million dollar defender like a Lindholm or McAvoy. But if you package Lindholm in there with Linus, yeah, I don't think or, they're going to do that. Or some maybe some I, other. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why. Oh, I, I mean, unless people are going to look at him and say he's a change of scenery guy, but I don't know why there would be that much. In, I mean, there's there would be definite interest in Olmark. Yes, um, but, but what about if you add some other pieces into that? Whether I know Shine wants to ship out Grizzlick, I don't. Maybe all Linus and a couple other pieces is able to get you that high end defenseman that you're looking yeah. for. Well, teams the teams would be interested in him mm-hmm. uh, because of his uh, extreme similarity to a goldfish. Uh, it's all about having the mind of a goldfish. Yes, I mean, amen to that. 100%. Oh, I love that drop. Uh, 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 just so you know, Greg, Expert thinks you have dumb ideas. Really? So, yeah, Which one is he, he talking says about? You get no value trading a goalie, and okay. uh, nobody likes Twitch. And uh, that, oh, wait, wait, uh, did he say nobody likes no, Twitch? No, it Expert? doesn't matter at all. Oh, okay. There's oh, a lot of value in trading a goalie. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Expert is, isn't he an amateur radio expert? He sure is. Emphasis did, on amateur. <laughs> did he say Twitch didn't matter? Right, right. Irrelevant. Well, he must not. He must not understand the intricacies mm-hmm. of the rating system that right. he portends to know so much about. Right. And the Twitch chat was not a fan of the douche move. They don't like complaints. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh they don't. Oh, they don't like Jeez. hearing other people complain. Oh, I can't believe that. I don't understand why I, I Twitch is as valuable as any other portion of this program when it comes to what listeners up, Twitch? and viewers. Yep. Revenue is good. You watch the show on YouTube. You can watch the show on Twitch. You can stream this show at weei.com. You can download the Odyssey app and go back to listen to things that you might have missed. And if you know. listen to us on the app or over regular uh, your car radio, thank mm-hmm. you. We just finished a monthly, just a monthly, but over uh, an 11 share for, oh, for the month. An 11 share. Yeah. Is yeah. that good? I mean, That's last good. year at this time, we did about a five something. Oh, so geez. doubling well, the ratings is always mm-hmm. good. That is fantastic. Oh. Seven that's this year, and who knows where we go next year. <laughs> right. Maybe well, six. Well, oh. that, that, that seven that really has nothing to do with the rankings. That's no, no, I'm just a, like, you know. That's right. just a sampling of some program directors around the country. Uh, who please don't please don't brag about that. Oh, I mean, I feel I mean, like I'm pro. I, you, I, that's, told, I told you, people wanted you to stop bragging. About isn't that. like isn't like I'm program directors like the front office people, so that would be like giving an award to somebody uh, for really top true. ten players, but yeah. based off the front office people. So yeah. I don't know. Right. All right, oh, well, I'm still learning. I got I haven't finished the book uh, from Gresh yet. <laughs> Radio 101: Insides and Outs. So I'm still learning. Always on time. Uh, all right, uh, I think we got to go. <laughs> 1049, Bowl 49, final hour 101. <laughs> Sadly, time for us to go. That is a great title, though. It's Always that time. On time. <laughs> yes, it's that, it is that time. We got to go. Great job today, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow morning at 6. Mike Milbury on the show tomorrow. My guy. Yeah. So we'll see what he thinks about a trade. He already, he's down with it. Yeah. All right. Um, Gresham Foyer next. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you for streaming. Thank you for Odyssey apping, and we'll talk to you tomorrow morning at 6.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 